MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Any of you guys ever do uh, Airbnb before? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah? Yes. I have not. Have you? No, I never have. Yeah. I don't uh, like that idea. My best friend does it. He's, he says it's great because you kind of... Um, uh, you feel like you're you're in, in your home. It's it's a little more personal. It's a little more um, uh, the access is it's a little less sterile than a, than a hotel room. I've and, rented homes. I mean, I have right. houses, yeah, and, and uh, with zero issues. But I know that sometimes there are. Right. My wife has done it, and has had actually uh, when they went to Yellowstone, they did they did a, a, an Airbnb. Yeah, I always get uh, skeptical and, and, of of what you're gonna. I, I, I just do, don't I, like people to record me taking a dump. Well, that's we, my thing. We recently did one in March for a bachelorette party, and it ended up being great. The house was, it? was beautiful. It was in a location that when we got there, we were like, oh, no, what did we do? Right. But we walked in, and it was perfectly fine, and it was close to what we were doing. So, cool. And you so, felt comfortable with all, I mean, because I think you're like no, well, me. And, and you're, well, that's what I mean. I'm always skeptical of yeah. it. I didn't plan it. Somebody else did. I was just going. Right. Um, but it ended up. Working out really nice. Huh. All right. Well, Airbnb, apparently, Steve sent me this uh, article, uh, has a secretive team to keep disaster stays out of the press, and they will give blank oh, wow. checks really? to help people like rape victims. Oh, oh dear God. And Whoa. pay to clean up dismembered human remains. Oh, my God. Kathy, no, this is what? real. No, they have a, a massive slush fund what? to keep this stuff out of the press. Now, I don't know how many of these incidents have <laughs> taken place. I doubt it's like, you know, the norm. Oh but God. the short-term property rental company has spent an estimated $50 million every year on payouts to hosts and guests when things go oh. wrong. As according to a Bloomberg oh. Businessweek report, which interviewed several former members of of the secretive safety team that they have. The team is known as the black box inside of the firm. Uh, That's insane. I thought you were going to bring up the story where now the um, house rental companies, the different ones, Airbnb and all the other ones, VBRO and all those, are going to work together to um, give information about the people that are renting them and having those big parties Mm. so that that doesn't, you know, those huge, enormous parties that destroy houses. They're going to work together so they have those names and they're not renting to those same people. So this is where they might step in this team might step in and pay the the homeowners some restitution if 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 it got away and okay. and, and they want to avoid stories like that getting out of the press. Yeah. Well, there was just a story that made it off. out of press, and I think it was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they was at the Kathy one of those things big house party. They were tearing the TVs off the walls, all of that stuff. That's Massive right. brawl. So the the black box team is made up of around 100 agents across uh, cities, including Dublin, Montreal, and Singapore, several of whom have backgrounds in the military or emergency services. Um, team members have the power to spend any amount of money uh, tackling the worst crises at their rentals, including sexual assaults, murders, and deaths, uh, providing support to guests and hosts, on, and also working to keep the incidents out of the public eye. So in one incident, this particular one, a rape victim received a $7 million payout in exchange for agreeing to not imply responsibility or liability on Airbnb or the host after a career criminal used a duplicate key to enter a New York City rental and attacked her at knife point. And then it goes into the details uh, about this particular case, so their 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 charge is to come in, and they are given carte blanche to throw money at whatever problem to, to we to make it go away. 
Yeah, so this raises questions about the scale of shocking incidents that are taking place at Airbnb properties. Several former Airbnb safety agents said that they had to arrange for contractors to cover uh, bullet holes in the walls of properties or hire body fluid crews to clean blood off of the floors. The fact that that, that they have to have these teams at all is not a good sign. If you think about the, the, the amount... Of rentals that there are out there, you're going to yeah. have, you know, sure. statistically a lot. That's going to spread because it's not. I mean, you're you're you are essentially putting trust in the renters and the people who are who are the owners. That's two two groups you're yeah, relying on. Yeah. So, the, the the rentor and the rentee, and these are average people, and and they you know some people are better than others. Uh, others said that they had uh, provided support to guests who had been assaulted by guests and had resorted to hiding in wardrobes running from secluded cabins from the perpetrators. Uh, the team has covered costs, including for counseling, new accommodations, flights, and sexually transmitted disease tests. Oh, no. Health costs for rape survivors, among other things. Um, and, in fact, this is pretty wild. Airbnb hired uh, high-profile political crises experts to work on the team, including Nick Shapiro, former National Security <laughs> Council advisor to Barack Obama and deputy chief of staff at the Central Intelligence <laughs> Agency. The deputy chief of the CIA now works for Airbnb. <laughs> to, to, wow. to come in on, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a response team. He is their crisis manager. So Shapiro, who has since left the role, though he's not there anymore, uh, told Bloomberg the crises facing the company... Uh, reminded him of uh, the White House Situation Room. Uh, He said, this brought me back to the feelings of confronting truly horrific matters at Langley and in the Situation Room at the White House. Uh, He was two weeks into the job when the New York City rape happened on New Year's Day in 2016. Uh, The unidentified Australian woman who was 29 at the time and a group of friends rented a first-floor apartment uh, and a guy had used a a, a duplicate key because he had rented there before. So... And got in and and uh, and and raped this woman. As I was reading this article, President, and it occurs to me too. So we always hear about the renters, but but let's say, would you feel confident? Okay, with your house, would you feel confident if you were leaving for a while? Now you have you have a shore property, right? Turning that over to AB, Airbnb uh, and allowing another because for me they go in and I you know. They have access to your. Key. They could make key imprints. They could. Right. They could get all sorts of access that could haunt you later on. Well, I, w- I was talking to my friend, uh, my buddy Steve, who who does Airbnb quite a bit. He said most of the time it's a keypad. Is it? Uh, and they change the all the, right. uh, the codes regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never turn over my home. Right where we live, there's too many personal items yeah. there. That's 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 yeah. the thing. There's you know uh, clothes and 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 you know porn, all, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, at a shore property. I could be a little bit more um, com- comfortable, right, right. in uh, in doing something like that okay. because yeah. sensitive materials like our passports and things like that are not there. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, renting your home can be even it's a vacation <clears throat> home can be a nightmare. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, but my parents did um, their home as an Airbnb. I think we talked about it on the air, but um, it, they have a whole separate. Uh, apartment basically in their basement and it's it's you know has a bathroom has a kitchen like it can be used so they were they put it up on airbnb for a little bit they fully got scammed with like somebody showing up at their house at 2 30 in the morning they had to call the cops because they got nervous mm. and i was like enough like 
Stop. Why? Yeah. Why so invite I, that we, upon yourself? We made them take it down. Me yeah. and my brother. We were like, look, you, you are not going to Get into this. the escort service. Well, well, I think that's I, what I'll my mom it. is doing now. The other part of it, though, <laughs> the other part of it, though is uh, what I wouldn't like doing uh, about it is you have to be uh, essentially a landlord or manager of the, exactly. Of the property. Exactly. If they've got an issue with whatever, maybe you overlooked something or whatever, yeah. they're going to call you up and you got to go in and you got to go take care yeah. of whatever A lot of times you, they hire um, like services. So, oh, really? Yeah, so, so, the so there's an intermediary, actually, Kathy? Okay. Yeah, so a friend of mine who has actually where we shot the calendar, remember where yes. they had that oh, yeah. uh, raging bachelor party yeah. the morning we were supposed yeah. to be there? Right, exactly. Um, so that all went through a service, which was part of the mix-up. Um, and so th- they didn't have the dates correct. And, um, yeah, so if something happens like that, they'll take care of it because he's not here. He's so, not here to do it. So, Kathy, to Preston's point, though, about, uh, and I, I agree with you, be, having to be like a, like a, a manager is, is a big yes. or whatever, So does, yeah. does, does Airbnb provide a uh, somebody who serves as the contact, the point person, if they are having issues. Yeah, so I think his is like an outside service. I right. don't, I'm not sure if Airbnb does that, but I know that he has a service that comes in, runs his Airbnb and all of his rentals. So when people were dismembered in your parents' apartment. <laughs> How did they, they handle were almost that? Dismembered. Yeah, they uh, called the wolf. All right, get Clorox. Yeah. <laughs> I need a tub. Um, yeah, that would be too much uh, to it, take yeah. on. Now, Rochelle could probably do it. I couldn't. I mean, she's more organized than I am. But um, you, you, you'd get the dates wrong. You'd be there, and oh, somebody be sleeping in the bed with me. you. You know. Yeah, you just, hire a management company. It's just so much easier that way, and you don't have to worry about it. Like I, I, I just even want to. I wouldn't even want to, like, do long-term rentals. Like, I wouldn't want to be a a landlord, so to speak. Right. Because you have to put up with all of it. Chuck was a landlord. And he didn't care for it. It sucks. He had to do a ton of work. Uh, uh, to uh, to this property and helping these people out and all this stuff and it sounded like a nightmare to me personally. So it's I don't a know. lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I, and I also don't have the know how. <laughs> yeah, unless you're, yeah. unless you're a deadbeat landlord, that's the way to go. Yeah, you can't be reached. You let everything fall into disrepair. <laughs> that's the way to go. Slum like lord. a slumlord. I could. Do oh man, that. they've got it. <laughs> Those guys got it down. And you can't believe how much they save <laughs> by letting not. You know, paying for heat and things like that. They're just being economical. Yeah. That's all there is to Let it. Let me give you some walls and stuff. Let me go to Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. What's uh, So you are a, uh, you you rent out a property. We do. We have a property in the, in the Poconos. How long have you been doing that? Just for a year. Okay. And how's your experience so far? So far, we've been really lucky. I think we've had a lot of luck with people who have been just trying to get away during the pandemic, and people have been, like, really respectful, small families visiting. Mm-hmm. So um, looking forward to our first full summer and a little nervous, though, because, you know, you do hear those stories. Right. Well, let me ask you, Kristen. So as you have this property, did, did you sort of did you sort of prep it as to, to Kathy's point? Do you, you extract everything that... I mean, what do you do to make it suitable where you feel confident enough to rent it out to other people? Yeah, so we use it a couple of months out of the year, and I block it so that um, we can have our own things there during that time. When we're not there, we have an owner's closet. Um, you know, to your point, we don't keep any personal, you know, materials, passports, obviously, things like that up there. But, like, even clothing and things that we want to leave so they're there if we want to go up when we have nobody renting are in a locked closet. All right. Um 
Yeah, and then we have, um, you know, just a keypad entry, like like Kathy was saying, just so we can turn that over and not have people have, you know, any kind of access once they've left the property. All right, Kristen, what about um, uh, day-to-day needs? You guys don't live in the Poconos, I assume, so that's a long distance. They need something right away. Who do they reach out to? So right now um, we have a, a... person who does our property management. They live in the area. Um, right. We've considered going to a larger company, but yeah, you really kind of, I mean, we're a two-hour drive with no traffic, so unless there's like a real emergency, it's it's pretty difficult for us well, to get up there. How did you find that person to do this? Um, we actually, when we were, were looking to purchase the place, we um, worked with our real estate agent to find local contacts, okay. cleaning service, things like that, because, you know, we, we knew the area from vacationing up there, but not from a business perspective. And a lot of times they're just hobos living in the woods you can hire to watch the property, That's right? right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it works yeah, out. they work for cans of beans and stuff cans like of that. Beans, yeah. And if you give them a nice harmonica. Right. <laughs> True. No, all right, so so it's working out for you, all right. That's good. No dismemberment, no nothing. You've been good so far. So far. Okay. All right, well, hope your streak continues. Thanks. All right. all right, thank you very much. Bye. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, uh, just like that, my dream of renting Preston's house and trying on his underwear is dashed. Ah, oh, oh, damn it. Sorry. Well, we keep a, a, a tub of your underwear here for us to a try tub? on. Yeah. We have a tub of it? <laughs> Send me an email. I'll give you his codes. <laughs> I'm going to go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so you rent out a place on Airbnb, right? Yes, sir. My wife and I own a log cabin in the Adirondacks. We rent it out about 300 nights a year. Wow. 300 nights a year. So that's over 299 nights a year. Right. Yeah. That is just over that. I yeah. think. Yeah. I um, think so. All right. And how, how long have you been doing it, Andrew? Uh, about two and a half years or so. All right. Everything been good or any, have, you, have you had any incidents? No, no real incidents. Like, I, I was listening to the last person, like, Nine out of ten people are generally are really, really nice. Yeah. Um, but like anything in life, there's that one person who's just absolutely insane in their requests and what they want. And it's like we're not Hiltons, right? So yeah. people really people really get crazy. But, yeah, no dismemberment. Everyone leaves. <laughs> so, Andrew, what, what, what for people who are uh, you as a as a person with a property, what what sort of restrictions do you set to mitigate those expectations of people who are going to rent from you? No, Steve, great question. So uh, a couple of things for anyone out there looking to do it. Like it's like party size is really important. So like how many people? So we started off with eight, which was so dumb because then you'd have like like the you know the epic bachelor parties show up and they would drink like nine hundred beers <laughs> in a weekend. Right. Um, eight, age is also somewhat important so we raised the age so we just got different types of people coming in in terms of like couples and families and they're much more respective of the homes um yeah like simple things like that can be so helpful um but like everyone kind of learns like we had we said six people and then one time we had 12 people show up so you know we were obviously not happy right Um, but little things like that can help yeah you don't necessarily know how many people they're actually going to have but if you set a restriction at a lower number at least if they go over that's still going to be on the lower number who do you have taking care of the property in between rentals uh it's a good question so because it's a six hour drive for us we actually have a, a a local guy up there shout out to bill Bill, Bill takes care of our property. Um, it, he's awesome. So it, it's like anything in life. You just got to find really good people. And, uh, Andrew, do you run like a credit check on your renters, or how does that work? 
No, so we use like a listing service. So it goes through like all the major ad sites, so like Airbnb and uh, VRBO. So like they do a lot of the management of like verifying people are good and they manage kind of the, the cash flow and stuff. Um, but there is a lot of trust of like, you know, is this person an axe murderer? Like those things are really hard to figure out. Mm. Andrew, is it is it worth the, the cost? You know, you have to pay this guy, your caretaker, if you will. Uh, you have to uh, do the upkeep on the house and everything. Is it is it really is it worth it monetarily? Yeah, no, Preston, great question. Uh, generally speaking, for us, the answer has been yes. I mean, my wife and I get to use it. We probably live up there six weeks a year now, so huh. like, we get free vacations. And then we've got some really good stories to tell. So I would yeah. say, yeah. I mean, just the limbs you find around the house alone, that's, that's got to be it. So there's Airbnb, and there was another one you mentioned? VRBO. And then there's BO, but I heard that stick. But do we? Yeah. I've heard commercials say Verbo. <laughs> yeah. I think Is it Verbo? Verbo, VRBO. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, Thanks, yeah. Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, no, I do hear that people with rental properties said that, that the... Um, that the money you make off of that can, it. It can cover it. And, and to me, that's so if you get a property with that in mind, I just, to me, the notion of people who like turn over their, you know, they, oh, they're going away for a while and then turn right. over their actual their home. Their home. Yeah, I'm like, I could, really? I you could, no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to, if if it is like he said, you know, they're in the Anirondacks, it's further away, sure. they're going to use it a few weeks out of the year, it's just going to sit there empty doing anything and it could be a money Generating maker. money, yeah. So why not use it for that? You hey, know? your caretaker with beans and a harmonica um, in your set. <laughs> here's a text that says, uh, now, you know, we've heard good stories here, but the, the, we started off this conversation with these nightmare stories. Um, but it says, uh, this text says, friends of mine have major issues with Airbnb, um, of their home. Uh, it, uh, ended up becoming a police matter and tens of thousands of dollars Jeez. Uh, in damage. They began their own company at the shore in the Atlantic City and Brigantine area, uh, called Rescue Rentals to help people rent their, uh, properties. They can be found on Facebook, it says. So I, and they, they had a real big time issue with that. So much so that they created their own company. Right? Wow. We liked it so much, we created our own company. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Michael. Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, my man? So, uh, I had booked a place down in Isla Mirada a couple months ago, uh, and just before, probably about 12 days before I was supposed to show up down there, Airbnb sent me an email said, please verify your identity, which I did. I used my passport card, sent them the picture of it. Well, that evening I get an email from Airbnb saying your reservation has been canceled, your money has been refunded, and your account's deactivated for a criminal records match. Oh, my God. So I... I contacted Airbnb and like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I have no criminal record. I work for the government in a secret, with a secret clearance. You know, I know what my security background check looks like. And they're like, well, we use an outside company and there must have been some kind of match to your name. And, you know, I'm still dealing with this. Uh, you know, 10 days before I left, I had to rebook where I was staying, change my flight plans, change my rental car plans, and it cost me, you know, a considerable amount of money. So, so Michael, you have, you have, you say you have special clearance. As this, have you been able to, to track down why this is flagging you? It seems like you have almost an exemplary record. Yes, exactly. And no, they have been nothing but 
quiet on all my email attempts to contact them. There's no, huh. you know, phone number. There's no person to talk to. It's all been through email, and they've yet to, you know, get back to me to say exactly what it is. You know, Airbnb keeps pushing it off on the company that did the security background huh. on me, and then the security background check keeps pushing it off on Airbnb. Like, they really don't want to, you know, do anything, because they know I'm in the right. Right. Um, you know, and it's going to probably end up, because I told them that I was going to, whatever cost that I incur because of changing all my plans, I'm going to send to you. So, do you know, do you know yeah, what I do? It, 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 it sounds like you need to go dismember them. That's yeah, what yeah. I think, right? I, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely. Now right. that you, you know see, they have I a... got a criminal record. <laughs> now yeah. I got a, yeah. you uh, now, a criminal yeah. record. <laughs> I know you have a slush fund, so yeah. you'll be able to clean it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. But, I mean, if anything, they are doing, you know, their due diligence to make sure they're, you know, not getting this thing, uh, you know, people that want to do that. No, I mean, they're trying to err on the side of caution, but you're obviously you can't lock out people who have legitimate, you know, or legitimately able to rent and should be. That's that's wild. Yeah. Right. I've heard about yeah. people dogged by that, like, who, you know, get on no fly list and stuff like that, and they can't. They can't figure right. out what this. I hope it about. works out for you, Michael. Thanks, man. Oh. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had a problem with Rochelle's name being similar to somebody who had a sketchy. Oh, really? Record. Oh, yeah. And it was it was difficult to get that uh, cleared up when we're going for loans and things like and, that. And and, and just uh, yes, I remember you're going oh, through that. Yeah, my yeah. my cousin Hitler Charles Manson had the same thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Could not get a loan. Uh, here is another one that says, uh, my parents rented out their Pocono house long term. The renters destroyed it. Oh, there were literally, there was literally puke all over the floors and garbage cans filled to the top of dog crap, ruined carpets, ruined furniture, cost them $25,000 just to get it cleaned. So... Mm. Is there some sort of um, uh, insurance thing, or when you go yeah, through Airbnb, is there some sort of yeah? There's renters insurance. I mean, and you can uh. you can uh, buy it as a renter, and you can buy it as somebody who's renting out a house. So, I mean, there's always a, a coverage plan. But so, Airbnb's Airbnb is simply a conduit. They provide no other ancillary services. Uh, In other words, well, they, with insurance or things of that nature, they can provide the the middleman, like we've been talking about, for um, you know, for cleaning services and for. Um, uh, you know, linen services, right? And right. Those ones, yeah. I guess mainly they're the platform, right? Right. Uh, to find this stuff, they're the repository of all of these rentals, and and they do it in a in a really, you know, I guess an efficient way to find to, to make it easy to find what you want. Like Uber, you want it. it's Uber, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. So, and they also have the phone number for the Wolf Preston. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case. You need a quick cleanup. Uh, let's see. I will go to Trisha. Hi there, Trisha. Hey guys, how are you this morning? Awesome. How you doing? All right. All right. So, Tricia, you are a renter. Do you use Airbnb? So, no, I'm actually an owner. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I meant you rent out. Uh, so, yeah, do do you use out. do you use Airbnb for your property? No. Okay. No, we don't because uh, we we have a property down the shore for over 20 years, and uh, Airbnb is the hassle. <laughs> it's, it's a hassle. hassle. How so? Well, when you're trying to rent out such a short season, it's it's not really conducive to doing one or two nights for a for a five bedroom house, so that's one reason why we just don't do it. Okay, but we've we've had so many issues. Like we just do it on our own. Pretty much, we use a little bit VRBO. But one time, uh, we used in the beginning, we used a realtor, and they double booked us, mm-hmm. and so we they put it back on us, and we had to find the renter a, a place to stay for the week. Ugh. So we said, okay, forget that. But one time, we had a bunch of New Yorkers 
from New York City come, it was probably like 15, at least 15 years ago, over Christmas, and they brought, <laughs> I don't remember how many magnums of liquor, and we saw remnants of every single Christmas ornament, a tree, and they said that they uh, they dropped the tree. I'm not quite sh- We really still can't quite figure out what happened, but they did a lot of damage to our house. So, um, How much would you estimate? Oh, gosh. I... Couple thousand, probably. Right. It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you kind of have to uh, see through some of the people. And... It, it sounds like a hassle. It really does. Hey, how do you get word out if you if you don't use any of those services? How do you get word out about your rental? We have our own website, and we have a lot of return rentals. It's taken some time. Okay. You know, we've had families come with babies and stay mm-hmm. with us through you know until their college and. We have about five more years, and then we're going to get rid of all of the rental furniture and move down there halfway through the season. And okay, get there out you of, go. Uh, I, yeah. Advertise so. on OnlyFans. That's what I do. <laughs> all right. It's good all morning. Thank, Thank you, Trisha. That. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to go to this one uh, real quick. We're going to have to break shortly. I'm going to go to Vince. Hi, Vince. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good, good morning, morning, it, man. What's going on? Nothing. Not a crazy story my ex-girlfriend told me. Uh, her, a bunch of her girlfriends, she didn't go away, but a bunch of her girlfriends went down to AC for an Airbnb, and everything was fine in the beginning, but um, when they came back, they actually were pretty much held up at a robbery inside the house. Okay. Um, the renter actually had, like, an inside job with his buddies and actually would pretty much hold up people at this at this at this rental. So the person who owned the property would arrange to have someone come rob the people who are renting from it as part of his scam. Yes, correct. He was oh. a digital pad, and he would give his friends the code to get in and hold them up, steal cell phones, steal money, steal yeah. credit cards. And uh, the only the only reason why they knew they they tied it together was uh, they were friends on Facebook. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, whatever right. happened? Did they get busted? Oh yeah, they get definitely got busted. Uh, Airbnb, Airbnb gave their money back and everything like that, like you okay. were saying earlier. <laughs> and that would have come out of this fund, probably, yes. Steve. Yep. All right, thank the you. Black Appreciate Box it. Fund. Yeah, which is a, the, this yeah. kind of secret portion of airbnb the security force that uh that has the ability to go and clean up these messes and pay people yeah uh, to keep it quiet right here's a text that says my buddy had to evict the lady about two years ago she left the house trashed and a 10 inch dildo suction cup to the shower wall Wow. I don't want to see that. We have one of those. I was just going to say that. <laughs> two of those. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see an inferior one. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, see yeah, I've seen too many great ones. Or staying yeah. either. You know what? You know. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, I did not know that this uh, this part of Airbnb, this 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 arm of Airbnb exists where they uh, can clean up body parts. Yeah. Oh and God. it's like uh, splooge force, Preston. Pay off people who have been assaulted and all this other stuff. It's pretty interesting. It's a, it's a, but, um, but like a few callers said, you know, you can make enough money off of that that even paying for repairs every now and then might be worth it depending on what you're doing with your property. Interesting. So, yeah. All right. We need to take a break because we have a couple of guests coming up. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding.
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just thought of something. I was about ready to uh, give the lead in for our next guest that her her name lends itself to a hockey clap, which would be Caitlin Olson. Caitlin Olson. Yeah, it's great. Now she'll demand that every time. Uh Uh, Please welcome Caitlin Olson to the show. Morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. Have you ever had a name clap like that done for you, Katie? Not at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's been <laughs> done before. Thank you. Okay, it's all yeah, good. Well, at least we got that in. Uh, well, listen, uh, you know, obviously we, we can talk to you and Rob and, and the gang at Always Sunny about anything, anytime, because you're just such easy, conversive people. But oh. you've got this really cool thing coming up on the 13th. It's Hacks. It's so cool that you're working with Gene Smart. Have, have you been as big a fan as we all have? Oh, my God. Yeah, I got this call, and, you know, usually people are offering me some kind of, like, Sweet D knockoff character in their pilot that they're trying to develop, and I'm like, hmm, thank you so much. I already have that. Um, But I got this call, and they were like, listen, Gene Smart has a show on HBO Max. I was like, I'm in. I don't even know what you're going to say. I love her so much. Um, And I get to play her daughter, and it's just so special, and I'm really very proud of this show. Well, so we were very excited. I was looking at the uh, HBO Max has some great stuff, and and you talk about Gene Smart. She was in the miniseries for the Watchmen on HBO. Yeah. I don't know if you got oh, a chance yeah. to watch it. And uh, the fact that the same woman from Designing Woman yeah. uh, could be that badass, you know, cynical character in that, her range is phenomenal. But in this, she's sort of playing a a, a Las Vegas legendary entertainer, I guess on, on the, the border of like a Celine Dion or somebody who's maybe towards the arc, uh, her career is arced over and is on the way out. So she hires a younger uh, sort of a, a hipper comedy writer, uh, uh, and, uh, and to try to revive her career. And you're her daughter. You're the daughter of the Gene Smart character, correct? That's right. Yeah, and she doesn't want to hire this person, and this person does not want to go work for some what she perceives as washed up hack. Um, but they get kind of thrown in together, and it's sort of their story of um, two very strong uh, and strong-headed comedians who have to kind of work together. And I play her like uh, angsty teenage but 40-year-old daughter. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So that, that, and, and so you're, 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 um, you're, you're more of a recurring character. Do, do we see you right from the, the get-go or do you pop up in, in, in two or three episodes down the, uh, the line? 
You'll see me a little bit in the first episode. Um, I have, um, you know, I'm, I just kind of pop in and out, and then I have two sort of major episodes that are all about my character. So um, I'm kind of sprinkled in there, which was actually really amazing and perfect for me because we were shooting all this during COVID with, you know, face masks and shields and zones yeah. and wearing trackers to <laughs> see which zone we had gone into. And it was pretty, <laughs> it was a weird work environment, I'm sure. It, it, it Everyone is, had a similar. It yeah. is crazy, but it, it hits for me on a number of different things. First off, I, I love the whole concept of, of, of the Las Vegas environment and yeah. these legendary, we've already seen like the when Wayne Newton was the big thing and Siegfried and Roy yeah. and those big acts that, you know, they have the, the penthouse suites and the, uh, and the casinos and then you also have i love the two different people who are antagonistic to each other but it seems like from what i've seen in the coming attractions that there is a uh they kind of start to appreciate each other a little bit in certain ways yeah they do and that's the cool thing about this show is that it it uh, it is a hard comedy first it's very funny um but it's also very kind of raw and emotional and um it's just sort of an actor's dream because you get to do a little bit of everything, but yeah, they um, they start to sort of appreciate each other, um, if not feel like they need each other. Right, and it's 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 from the Parks and Rec people, correct? Yes, yes. So um, Mike Scher is executive producing it. He's the one who who called me. But um, Jen Statsky, Paul Downs, and Lucia Agnello from Parks and Rec and um, Broad City, um, they're. This has been their baby for like five years. They've been trying to get this thing going, awesome. and um, so I mean, they just knew the, the the world inside and out. And I, I mean, I'm really spoiled on Sunny. We have a great work environment. My boss is also my husband. Like the directors <laughs> kind of come and go, but we just sort of look at each other and figure out what we want to do. So when I go work on other shows, it's usually not fun and like really boring mm. and. I, I can take it for about a day. This was such a lovely, wonderful set and a completely different experience and just a whole different tone um, of show than Sunny is, even though it's a comedy. It's just very different. With Sunny and you guys just doing, you know, the straight up funny side of things, yes. have, having to mix in these these uh, these human emotions and relations with some humor, you know, um, is that's got to be difficult on a, on a writer side. And you and Rob write all kinds of stuff. Is it? Have you ever taken a, a stab at, at trying to create something that's in that vein, or is it just out of your wheelhouse? Yeah, no, no. That's that, that's actually where I sort of wanted to head for my my next development project was a, a comedy that would also was kind of um, you know raw and had some some real emotion because I think it's so hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I've shied away from doing other people's projects. So this is really the first time I felt like I, um, they did such a wonderful job writing it that it doesn't seem forced. It's not like we're being funny and then all of a sudden, like, oh, someone's trying to cry. Like, it's not, yeah. it doesn't feel like that at all. G and Jean's just, Jean and I both come from a theater background. She's also from Oregon, which I didn't know. Um oh. Yeah, and so, like, it's it's so nice. I feel like I'm, like, back in college doing, like, real theater with people. <laughs> well, well, from the different things you've been doing, and, you know, after, in conjunction with It's Always Sunny, uh, there have been little glimmers of, of um, you know, the more, um, I, I think your comedy is, is sort of going, and your roles are sort of going like a, like a Judd Apatow mix, and he can always hit sort of a... Um, there is a very human, yep. very, um, like, uh, This is 40 to me is a perfect example. There's a lot of emotion in that movie, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of comedy. And so as you, you, you're sort of indicating that that's been, you want to be very um, cautious about moving into that realm, but it's something you do want to move into. Yeah, I just don't want to be bored. I mean, I, I thank God. I mean, I'm just hit the jackpot, and I'm so lucky. I still have Sunny. I mean, we're still shooting it, so yeah. we've got at least four. 
four more seasons of that. But in, you know, it, for the rest of the year, because for me that's only a couple months out of the year, um, I just don't want to bore myself. Like I want, And I don't want to bore my audience. Like I want to keep doing different characters. I loved doing The Mick. I thought it was a great show. It's great. Um, I tried to make Mickey very, very different from Dee. But now I kind of am, I'm just more aware of wanting to... Um, you know, just not bore myself. Well, right. You had, you had flipped. You had seen me do that. As, as well. But, I mean, do you see yourself heading towards... And I'd, I'd like to see it. I think you'd be great at it. Like like a, like a straight-up, more dramatic uh, role. Uh, is that something that's on your radar? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be fun. I think yeah. it's all fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, even nobody wants to get like painted into a box. Right. Sure. I mean, I get to kind of do a little bit of that in this show. And if I was going to do something really dramatic, I'd probably want it to be a movie, though. I don't want to do that long term. It'd be nice to right. crank out like a really great independent film that's just like, whoa, what is this? Right. Right. Go back to comedy for my day job. Uh, speaking of fun, Rob was doing shots of uh, tequila with Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel last night. That sounds like fun. <laughs> He came home and was like, uh, uh, Jimmy got hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy got hammered. It's so funny because then I got a text from Molly, Jimmy's wife, was like, um, your husband got my husband's face and I had to drive him home. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. He's good for a couple of things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely one of them. Uh, and with with four more years in and Sonny, what's uh, what's the story on uh, you guys? Are you shooting now or is that uh, later on? No, so they'll start the writers' room okay. um, this month, I think. Yeah, and then I think the goal is to start shooting in August and shoot for a couple of months. Um, and we're still still kind of going back and forth about whether we're going to do it here or do it somewhere else. I don't know. Well, he's walking out right now. He's <laughs> what are you doing? Is that what he said? Is he, he's wondering. Is, he's wondering what I'm doing, and he's angry with you because he hasn't. Hold on a second. Okay. Hello. Yeah, Rob. What, what's happening? Hey, we're talking to your wife. With my wife. I'm the one promoting something. <laughs> hey, Rob. It's Nick. I texted Brian yesterday asking about you coming on the show, and he hasn't gotten back to me yet. What are you texting Brian for? You, you text me. You text him, man. I'll text you from now on, man. But your wife gets back to me right away. You don't always get back to me right away. It's never it's never stopped you before from texting. You. <laughs> That's right. That's Even true. when it's incredibly invasive, it's never stopped him. Yeah, we're no, no, I, I I think I may have told you guys this before, but the very first text I get every year on my birthday is from Nick McElwain. Oh. It's at three a.m. L.A. time. Uh-huh. I know he wakes up and immediately texts me. I think he likes being my, my first text. I, well, he I do. Does. I, I take pride in it. It's actually it's nice because it's uh Glenn is the day before you, and then so I text him, and then I'm always reminded yours is the next day, but. But um, listen, we're going to talk to your wife again in a second. But but while we have you on, um, I know season two of Mythic Quest is coming out pretty soon. And then you're partnering up with, uh, is Don McCloskey going to be on uh, an episode or going to do some music for that episode? Yes. So he's, he has a he has a song that actually closes the entire season. Wow. Um, yeah, he, he played this. He played the single for me. Uh, I don't know, two, two, three months ago, uh, just out of the blue and said, hey, what do you think about this? And it was at the time when I was cutting the final episode of the, of the season. And I thought, man, this is such a beautiful song. And it's like kind of perfect thematically for what we're going for. And, uh, and so we put it in the show. 
So if people don't know, Don McCloskey is a local Philly musician. Uh, he and Rob have been friends for a long time, and uh, and he's a great guy. So we might be chatting with him down the road, but I just wanted to give that a plug now since we actually have you on the phone. Oh, he did that song, This Just In. Yeah. This Just In. Okay. Oh, I, was, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That was from a long time okay. ago. Yeah, he's been around for quite some time, and he, he's a great musician. And uh, okay. and I know that, uh, you know, Rob, you're always um, supporting local musicians, and, and you've worked with Brian Master a bunch over the years, too. So uh, it's cool to have this connection back to another TV show. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, the music is incredible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put it in the show if it wasn't absolutely perfect. So, we're uh, we're we're super psyched. I'm super happy for Don. Yeah. So you um have a direct connection. You're the one who puts puts the music in that show. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I we have a music supervisor who suggests music, um, but but ultimately, I, I, I'm going to make the final call in terms of like whether or not it it, it works with the, yeah. either the comedy or the drama or whatever it might be. But yeah, I mean, we we always try to look for as much. I mean, for example, you know, we're doing this show over in Wales too, which we haven't officially announced yet, but. Um, you know, just looking for local talent there as well. It's always an interesting and important part of the of the process. Oh, obviously, great. you want always want to find local musicians. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 it's tough to get some. I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, wow, all these avenues of social media and so on and so forth. These musicians can get heard." But it, it's still you need a little bit of a, of a push to rise. You know, above the noise of everybody else. So the fact that you're helping is very cool. Yeah, we helped out a little bit. I, I remember a few years ago on Sunny, we helped this little band called Kings of Leon. Leone. Leone? Yeah. And we were like, ah, oh, these guys are cute. Let's put them in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. adorable. Sometimes they break and sometimes they don't. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. take it as a loss. <laughs> and we, we and Caitlin and I wanted to push the um, exposure of this little band we, we that our kids like called Imagine Dragon. Imagine Dragon. Imagine. this music video. It was really cute for the kids. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Um, Freaking hilarious. I was watching Mythic Quest, and I had just been turned on to a band called uh, Wolfpack, and there's a song called uh, Put It In Your Pocket, and yeah. I had just heard that. So I heard the live version first, and then I went into the studio version, and then, like, not even an hour later, I turned on Mythic Quest, and that song was actually featured in an episode of Mythic Quest, which I, which I loved. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's such a huge like a really fun part. I mean, look, Sunny. We try to choose music that's just like all over the place, right. like from the seventies, from the eighties, from the nineties. Whereas Mythic Quest, we want it to feel as current as possible. So that's kind of part of the fun is like finding um, maybe bands you haven't heard of, or like Wolfpack is obviously a, a band on the rise, and and yet not everybody's heard of them. And so it's it's a good opportunity to make it feel current and maybe introduce you to, to something new. Love it. Hey, Rob, real quick, if you don't mind, I, I we've we've had a great partnership with you and over the years and i'd like to ask a favor i'd like can you give us an exclusive on something going on in your life right now it's like we're you know tmz will quote on the preston and steve show rob McElhenney said this or that sure okay um rob McElhenney definitely got jimmy kimmel really drunk okay all right. On the air. all right that's that good is, so it was yeah. real booze is what you're saying that was 100% real booze. And I'm just afraid that people are like, oh, they filled it up with water. They didn't fill it up with water. <laughs> they they drank shots. And, and like, I don't think Jimmy drinks very often. Oh, no And I'm fine. I walked off the... I was watching him, I mean, slur his way through the second half of the <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He, oh, he said, I can't read. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm not sure you can read in the first place, let alone when you have... Four shots of tequila in you. Oh, my Plus God. Gin. That's outstanding. That's, that's very cool, though. I love it, man. Hey, Rob, we well, know that you want to talk to my wife. We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. But uh, it's good, right, it's good to hear from you, brother. Take care, man. 
Great, great talking to you all. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. Oh, my God. That's funny. And that's your time, Caitlin. We We would not have talked to him if you hadn't have uh, pawned him off on us, so... (laughs) <laughs> I think it was his idea. Oh, he ruins everything. <laughs> it? I mean, it, it's got to be horrible dealing with that need. Oh, no, it's it's Emmy Envy is what it yeah, is. That's what it is, yeah. yeah I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Remember when I was nominated for that Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, I have a, a, a Philly question for you. Um, because you guys have gone back and forth several times about trying to get back here to do filming. Uh, and, and then, obviously, the pandemic threw a serious wrench into all of it. And I know that it's hard picking up the entire production and coming across the country but are there any plans at any point to come back and, and shoot here again well yes absolutely we always want to and it always there's always ends up being some like logistical reason that that we don't end up doing it but we're always trying to figure out a way to get back there because it's like the best part of our shooting experience yeah you're just like you, listen, you just show up and do your job there everyone's like excited for you to come to work you're like <laughs> okay right, okay right right what did we say just the other day, we were like, God, we wonder if It's Always Sunny tried to get this person on their show and how awesome it would be. Who was that? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, a little I, I forget. I, I think was it about... Kathy? Hi, <laughs> no, no, I've already been on, remember? <laughs> I know, but you got to come back. Well, oh, listen, that, that, that was responsible for the first Emmy nomination was Kathy's right, appearance. Right, was mine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I our, forget it was. When, when you guys dive into the idea of, uh, of guest stars or people making uh, cameos, is it usually just a, uh, a last second, oh, my God, we should get so-and-so? Uh, it's usually a product of meeting someone somewhere okay. and, yeah. and finding out that they're a fan and, and being, you know, a fan of theirs in some regard and then and then being like, oh, you know who would be great to, like, pop in and do this little cameo. Uh, um, that's usually how that works. That's yeah. cool. Hey, I want to ask um, you, so um, Rob did a, a photo shoot with Men's Fitness Magazine. I just found out last <laughs> week that my friend Zach was the one who actually shot that um, photo Lucky shoot. Lucky Zach. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and then also, like, you follow my friend Rick. Rick Carrado on Instagram. Rick is, yes. a, is a hairstylist. I went to high school with Rick. We were in all the plays together. So no way. Yeah, yeah. So how and in, in, how do you and Rick know each other? So Rick um, came on to Flipped halfway through. Um, so when I signed on to that show, I signed on kind of late. So it was all of Will Forte's crew from um, Last Man on Earth. Oh. And um, then uh, that hairdresser had to um, go somewhere in the middle of the season because she had like a prior obligation and so Rick came on at that point and did my hair for like the last um I don't know a few weeks or something. He's very talented. He He's really, really is really good. And yeah. so listen, my daughter is in theater right now. She's a freshman in high school and and she oh, cool. she loves theater. She loves acting and she loves everything about it and I keep telling her that like there are so many facets to, you know, you know, it's not just being on the stage. And so when I was in theater in high school with Rick we were in all the plays together. Uh, you know, I knew that he loved all of it, and then he eventually found his way onto it. And, and so he ended up doing um, hair for, I guess it was In the Heights, and a couple yes. of other uh, shows on, on Broadway, and yeah. then made his way out to L.A. So, you know, for anybody out there who just loves this industry, there, there's yeah. way more than just being in front of the camera that, uh, you oh. know. Absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. I would, when I was little, like I just loved theater. I lo- my parents were like, awesome, go for it. It was never a means to an end. It was, I never, ever, I promise had the thought of like, oh, I want to be famous. It had nothing to do with that. I just loved everything about it and did, you know, I loved doing makeup. Like yeah. I did other people's stage makeup and I loved um, acting and I, lo- I loved all of it. And like even the camps and just like 
the people and how close you got and improv classes. And if you just figure out what it is that makes you happy and brings you joy, and then you just find a way to do that every day that I feel like personally, I feel like that's how you figure out your career. I never was like, Oh, how do I want to make money? Or how do I want to be seen by people? No, that's right. Yeah. Do do what you're drawn to what you like and you will naturally be good at it. And that's part of the deal. Um, yeah, and you'll find a way to make a career out of it because you love it. A number of texts are coming in, Kathy, to answer your mm-hmm. question about who we were talking about, who should be on mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny. And apparently it was because when Steve and I uh, did our first appearance on, on It's Always Sunny, we were in a dressing room or we were in makeup with Danny DeVito. Yeah. And uh-huh. the makeup artist left and we started having this really long, cool conversation, very casual with right. Danny, about his, his film career and all this. And, and Death's a smoochie. And he was talking about... Um, uh, 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 one floor of the cuckoo's nest, and we were yeah. talking about this on the air. And we were like, "How great if Jack, oh God, Nicholson yeah. ended up on It's Always Sunny." <laughs> we've always we've talked about that as well, and Danny just kind of laughs and is like, "Yeah, he's crazy." Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we, we've had those responses over the years. But you got to, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know and don't remember that Danny directed Jack Nicholson as Jimmy Hoffa in a really solid movie. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm, obviously this is nothing new to you. You guys tried, and it's a, you're indicating it's sort of a dead end, correct? <laughs> Listen, if Jack Nicholson even suggests that he would like to come on our show, he is more than welcome. <laughs> okay. Sure. Wow. You've got a connection. Yeah. Let me know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping all the time these days. <laughs> all right. So, Caitlin, so uh, Hacks is, um, is coming up on the 13th, so next week, and it's uh, 10 episodes, I believe? Yeah, it's 10 episodes, and I think they're releasing two episodes every Thursday. So um, Excellent. Ooh, yeah. two episodes. Yeah, that, that's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah I, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. Are they are they like 30-minute, 40-minute episodes, or do you know? Yep. Okay. Yeah, perfect. they're in that range. I love it. Excellent. Yep. Well, listen, uh, congrats on another great project. And, you know, we're, we're still stoked about another four years of It's Always Sunny being in the cards. Oh I'm sure it'll Me go too. beyond that. Yeah. Thanks for getting up early, too. I know yes. that's not the best time to do it, but we, we really do appreciate it. Yep. It's always so nice to talk to you. Hi, Kathy. I I, and you know what? I would never ask you to do Zoom, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Nick, I was like, Zoom, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> morning? No. Although I will say, for your imaginations, I look adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we know your hair is yeah. doing well. Yeah. Do me a favor. I have a Bernadoodle myself. So please give your dog a big old kiss and a hug for me. Oh, I was laying in his dog bed oh. while I was on hold with you guys. I love you. <laughs> I love it. All right, we love you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Love you guys, too. Talk to you soon. Caitlin Olsen, Yay! guys! Oh, my God. They're the, the, the best. Yeah. I love those guys. Didn't even know we were talking to Rob. I, like, I guess you want to talk to my wife. Now. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Back in a moment. It's an MMRBQ weekend. Pit Party Edition. Listen for your chance to win your way up front. And we really mean right up front. As MMR puts you in the pit to see Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, and Aaron Jones, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, sit where you want for the GA half of the day. For Dirty Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cub, and local shots artist, Vixen 77. Text 
finally to 39333 for a link to all the info and another chance to win tickets. MMRBQ 2023. Eight great bands, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage, and more. Don't miss it. Tickets start at just 25 bucks. On sale now via Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kathy in the news earlier this morning talked about uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, took a 97 mile an hour fastball <laughs> to the face. And I was going to ask you guys, what's the worst shot you've ever taken to a face? And don't say Peter North. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, listen, <laughs> the only problem there was that my mouth was closed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. wish it would have been yeah, open? Yeah, I, 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 that's what I was getting paid for. Right. Mm. I know mine. What? And you did it. What did I do? When you kicked the door open oh. and kicked it into my face. I don't even remember that. I you do don't remember, remember that. that? Was that Krav Maga days? I was... thought, my, yes, it was when okay. he used to crave down the hallway. <laughs> and, yes, you, I was on the... kicking doors open. I was over where Marissa is, and um, she started to laugh because she likes when people get hurt, but then she realized I was really hurt, and she stopped. I thought my nose was broken. I was like, I'm going to have to leave and go to the hospital. Jeez, um, I didn't realize it was that, I knew it was... Oh, yeah. He kicked it with his foot. Our yeah. big, heavy, soundproof door kicked it with his foot. Shot it right into my face. Jesus. <laughs> It impacted me so bad, I don't remember it. Well, you man, you blocked it out? I must have blocked it out. You yes. stopped kicking the door, though. Yeah. You don't kick the door open anymore. No, no. I do open doors with my feet a lot, but um, I guess then I was, like, full-on, like, doing a front kick. Right. I mean, you like, were crabbing tri- on your oh, way out man, the door. I'm sorry, Kathy. <laughs> and that's the worst hit you've ever taken in the face? It was, like, the worst as in, like, my eyes started, uh, like, uncontrollably water. Oh and I, yeah, like, I thought... That my I've never been in like a fist fight. Nobody's ever punched me in the face. So yeah, that was to the face. I'd say that was it. Yeah, okay. I have been punched in the face, but the worst was uh, Preston was actually had to do with baseball as well. Okay, so we were, I was going up to the batter's box. It was in Little League, and the kid was outside. He wasn't even on deck. He was like. Removed. Oh no! And, was, and did a practice swing back oh, oh, with, yeah. with the bat and, and like. Yeah. I'm like, you don't do that. Right. And he swung it right back into my face. You only do that in the on-deck circle. <laughs> right, right. That's the, that's the that's zone. where you're supposed to do you, it. You stay out of there. Yeah. Oh, and man. I, rem- I saw stars, mm-hmm. and I had a lump on my head. I remember it was so big that it had like a vein in it, you could see. Right. And it was like, bam. And I could, I could remember the sound was clunk. Wow. Uh, I think I've, I've never taken a lot. I've, I've never taken a, a hard hit to the face as far as... Um, something that really messed me up. I, I do, I, I've had where, like, playing basketball or something like that, where, you know, it, a rebound or something, mm-hmm. boom, right? And, and you, Did your nasal passages, like, drain immediately? Immediately. Like, immediately. I remember, like, my, like, my I, nose was, like, running, like... It's like a faucet yeah. turned on yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get hit squarely in the nose. Yeah. And I think it's why I have a deviated septum. I've had, a, you know, I've gone to an ENT. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's right. out of shape there. Yeah. And so I've, I've had never a broken nose, but I've certainly had a bloody nose a few times from getting <laughs> popped in the nose from playing want, sports and stuff like that. I, I assume it's just because it's been traumatized, the area, but I wonder if there's any other reason why, why it, like, the equivalent of a fight or flight sort of thing where your nose decide just you, you it just starts running like crazy yeah not you know? ble- not bleeding running right yeah but i've had both I've yeah, had, yeah yeah but i mean it's immediately you feel that liquid right yeah, yeah. like uh oh <laughs> you ever have somebody punch you in the face with a microphone by any chance like right in your mouth you know what <laughs> yeah. there was this one time yeah. at finnegan's way <gasps> yeah there was an a-hole he that. caught me in the lip hey, that, that wasn't bad that was just more annoying <laughs> i was just like that hurt <laughs> you dick <laughs> um, yeah. but getting clocked in the head like to me, like a a pro ball player pitcher 
Up 90 miles and above, yeah. hardballed, and it hit just below the eye. It appears to have. Here's a here's a text that came in, and, and when you see this happen in, in hockey, you know it's bad. This guy says took a hockey puck to the face in college, ended up with seven stitches, uh, an inch above my eye. Uh-huh. I, I always think of uh, Ian LaPerriere going Ooh, down to block yeah. a shot. God, he bled all over the ice. And he blocked it with his face, and, uh, you know, he's a hockey player, so he came back. But it's just one of those things where, like, you know, Steve, yeah, the, the fastball and the slap shot to the face, it's just brutal. Like, how do they recover from that? I don't know how you're... Listen, I I, th- I think I'm pretty good. I've played in a, f- a fair amount of sports. I've had my collisions and so on and so forth. But I feel like like Pippi Longstocking right. when I'm out and I'm seeing the speed at which... Even just... Like, if you're ever around just professional tennis players who are... And this is a furry tennis ball. Right. You know, but it's... <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, and Harper kind of, he kind of brushed it off. I mean, yeah. they, they, the 97 mile an hour fastball right in the face. He's okay. They, they, they checked him out. There's yeah. no brain injuries. He didn't have a concussion or anything along those lines. I mean, he was dazed a little bit, and but he, he knew his night was done when he got yeah. up, he walked off the field, but he walked off under his own strength. Yeah. yeah. yeah just passing by. <laughs> <laughs> I was just passing I was, um, at my son's uh, baseball <laughs> practice yesterday and I was hitting ground balls, uh, to, it was probably like six kids sitting at the shortstop position. So one kid goes to the front, I hit a ground ball, he uh, collects the ball and, you know, and then throws it and then the next kid comes up. So the one kid is standing there getting ready to get the ground ball. The five kids behind him are not paying attention whatsoever. So instead of hitting a ground ball, I kind of hit a line drive. It got past the kid. And I, at this point, it's headed right for this kid's face. Right. And I'm yelling. I'm like, watch out! Right. And then eventually. But you can't. Got, it, it's, it's, it's so split second, well, right? Well, dude, I ended up losing my, my crap on these kids. Like, yeah. I, I yelled at them. I'm like. Pay attention! Like, there's a... I'm hitting balls towards you. Please, like, protect yourself. And then I felt bad for yelling at them, but I was yelling because I was like, I almost killed a kid with a baseball. <laughs> but you could always blame it on the kid. Um, well... You weren't paying attention. You weren't paying you, attention. Well, he wasn't, and, you know... You deserve that. <laughs> well, but I would have felt bad. I mean, You want it, a fresh one? <laughs> I remember Preston, and I think I might have mentioned this story on the air. Anthony Camus, I'll never forget this. We were playing, you know, kids game of baseball. So, we're, but we're still like 13, 14. We had some, some power. And Anthony Camus was terrified to pitch to me. And I'm like, come, dude, you know, I always hit, I pulled to left field. It's always, that's my thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not a line drive. You know, he's, I'm trying to, we need, you're pitching. This is, you're the only one who can pitch and get it. Let's do this. First pitch across. <laughs> And he wore glasses. Line drive oh, no. right into his face. God. And I could actually see the glasses snap and, like, fly off his face. And I'm like, you know, you just feel terrible. But Line drives are terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Terrifying when they happen to you, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Justin. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, it, guys. Good, Good morning, morning it. it. What's up, bud? Okay, so I remember back in sixth grade, we were playing dodgeball. You remember those, like, red inflated rubber balls? Spalding. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to the front to grab the ball, and one of my friends kicked another one directly into my face. Like I saw it happen in slow motion. It, like, completely just, like, cleaned my clock. I remember I was like, everything, <laughs> everything happened in slow motion after that. Every, all Justin. the sound was warbled and everything, and, like, I had to go sit down and, like, like rethink my life. I know it's a, <laughs> I know it's a traumatizing Thanks. memory for you, but I guarantee everyone watching had to suppress the laughter yeah. because it, mm-hmm. that ends up 
When you see, even on like America's Funniest Home Videos, when you see a kid get clocked in the face. <laughs> when, when we would play dodgeball, uh, and this was in sixth grade, right? They had they they also had a, a game that we called uh, elimination ball. Yeah, and instead of the standard red ball. They had small ones that you could hold in the palm oh, of your yeah. hand. You could rock at those suckers. They were hard. Yeah. They were they were pumped up tighter than the other ones. Mm-hmm. And they hurt, man. <laughs> and 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 it you got you got to get the the deal was if you took your shirt off, you were able to get hit twice. Because it would leave a big red welt on <laughs> Sure. You, and shirtless was more painful. That's how it was back in the day, <laughs> yeah. gang. We used Tough to use up. volleyballs for dodgeball. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, so the dodgeball rule, though, uh, I think when we were younger, it was like you can't hit him in the head, right? Like if you hit no, him in the yeah, head, the thrower is It was out. an illegal hit in the yeah. face, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah back still in my day, though. you could still hit him in the head. <laughs> no, I got hit in the face all the time. Uh, <laughs> let me go to Jay. Hey, Jay, good morning. Good morning, good guys. Good morning, it. What's up, man? <laughs> so um, this happened when I was in tenth grade. I was uh, playing soccer, and um, I was the forward. And I'm charging down the field. My guy passes the ball in front of me, so I'm sprinting to get it. Out to the left of me comes one of the defenders. He goes and full force hits that ball, trying to clear it over my head to get oh. it back down the field. Yep. It connected dead center with my forehead. Oh, man. My parents, were, my parents were videotaping this at the time. So there's film of this happening. Yeah. Do you have footage of it. Yeah. It hit me square in the forehead. I almost did a backflip. Oh, wow. Um, right, so, Jay, from how, how far away was the, was the ball? Uh, he was maybe... 15 feet ahead of me, give or take. Okay, and that's just, how much. It, he, was, he, he was going for, like, full field clearance, and <laughs> the full force of that, me running as hard as I could at him, him kicking it as hard as he could at me, and it hit me directly in the forehead. Please and, tell uh, me that the seams of the ball ended up as an imprint <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> um, no, not entirely, but okay. I, did a, I did get a black eye and a half out of it. And um, <laughs> after I, like, after I landed... In the video that my parents have, after I landed, I stood up, took like two or three steps, and just fell back over. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's 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 slow motion when it's happening, and you you you. Oh, it's absolutely. like what the hell happened? When I was in uh, eighth or ninth grade playing soccer, I took a soccer ball to the mouth, and I was not wearing a mouth guard at the time, Oof. and I, but I did have braces. And the ball uh, hit my mouth so hard with such force that my braces fused to the inside of my lips. It was, uh, I remember literally having to peel my Mm. mouth off of the braces. And And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. It it sucked, man. Uh, I was falling off of a, and and I I think I told you guys this story before. I was riding my brother's bike, uh, so it was too big for me. And I went to go hop a curb, and I didn't make it all the way. And so I just went over the handlebars, but like an idiot, I never took my hands off of the handlebars, and I just went straight into the grass, face first, braces and everything, had to do the same exact thing, Nick. That's hey, gross. Yeah. I have a question about that braces thing. So if it does uh, jam into the, the lip mm-hmm. on, the, in, on the interior, when you are recovering from that, do you put something like a uh, like wax on your yeah. braces or something like that to keep them from going back in just, and agitating that? I remember having to just have ice packs or little <clears throat> ice cubes in my mouth for like a, a week oh at a time. It just, okay. Or it was, do you? It find... was so swollen, and it was just like it, you, the the injury was on the inside of the mouth, right? Which heals quickly, which is good. But like it was, um, yeah, it, it was just nasty. Your son will have super strong shark teeth. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, Press, what I ended up doing is I went immediately to uh, Burger King and I ate a salad with 
uh, really, really uh, citrusy salad dressing oh, that God. burned. That was a good call. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm brilliant kid. I need yeah. some lemons. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to go. This sounds like one of the more unique ones here. We're going to have a lot of sports things. This is the yeah. worst uh, worst injury you've had to the face because Bryce Harper got hit with a 97-mile fastball. Uh, this one sounds interesting. Worst <laughs> shot to the face. I'm going to go to Joe. Joe, you're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> Very you know, good. You and Gary. What's up, man? Before I start, long story short, I was 14, and yes, girls were involved. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Okay. All right. So I was about 140 pounds. My friend was closing in on 300. Wow. I decided that it would be a good idea for me to do push-ups with him on my back. <sighs> Could I have done it in the grass? Yes, but I decided to do it in the middle of the street, mm. like in the street near the curb. Mm. So I went down, like I did one, and then on my way back up, I, my arms just kind of gave out and he was just like plant right on the curb. <laughs> oh, so your face smashed right off the curb. Yep. What part of your face hit the curb? It was on the. It was near my right eye. Oh, so you man. you, you kind of gave yourself a curb job. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, well, that was insane, oh, and now you realize it was insane. Wow. Were, were the girls impressed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so it was well worth it. Yeah. Yep. It was well worth your disfigurement. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, that's a... that's a minor a, concussion. You had a minor concussion, no kidding. Oh, man. Wow, yep. nasty. Thanks. I've, I've, had, I've had at least two concussions in my lifetime. Those they were those were headshots. I wouldn't. They, they, nothing happened to my face, though. You think because um, the face is so precarious. You have your, the nose yeah. can be broken. Your orbital sockets can get broken, oh, right. yeah. and that that can be you know. And obviously, teeth. Uh, I'm going to go to Amber. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Amber? Not much. How are you guys? Doing well. great. So you had a facial injury. What happened? Uh, um, I, me and my cousin, might have been like 12 years old. We were. Playing like our own make believe mini golf game in the front yard with like a driver, oh you know, that we just God. found in the garage. And as soon as I guess I decided to walk behind him to pick something up, yeah. I he decided to line drive it in the front yard. So I took a I took a driver to the mouth. Listen, so a driver, th- th- you'll see people run after people with drivers and golf clubs to attack them. Mm-hmm. And they're, 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 you start swinging those suckers, th- yeah, you can cause massive damage. So oh, what, was yeah. the, what was the damage was, to your face? I, I lost the tooth next to the canine, whatever, whatever one has. Uh, okay. oh, wow. By cuspid, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of blood, yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Four. Uh, did, you, did you continue your golf pursuits or have you never touched the club since then? Oh no! I'm, I mean, top golf, but I'm not a star. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you don't have didn't, to drive it. It didn't scare you away completely. All right, thanks, Amber. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Jake. Hi, Jake. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Not much. I don't know. Preston, this Steve probably remember the old replica guns that we used to play with in the seventies. Sure. Yep, the yep. Yeah. Absolutely. They're like, they're like real guns. I was like five years old. I used to hang around my uncles and her buddies were playing GI Joe. I'm running down the backyard, y'all, G.I. Joe, and the kid turns around and just whacks me in the face. I, it looked like a, like an war movie where the guy goes back, flips over. <laughs> right. Dude, my nose is still crooked. I'm 51 years old. Uh, so you you still have the... I've been, I've, been, I've been in a lot of flights and car accidents. I've never been hit that hard in my life. <laughs> no With kidding. a toy gun. He's right, though. Yeah. I, I used to have like nice. a forty five that you would have thought it was before they did all the, the precautions to make sure... 
you know, police didn't think you were brandishing a firearm, but it, this was for all intents and purposes. Was it a uh, a Crossman BB gun? Yes, because I have one, uh-huh. that, and yeah. it looked yeah, it uh, looks, black, yeah. looked identical to a real forty five caliber <laughs> yes. handgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the same thing. It's insane, and it was heavy. It had yeah. yeah, yeah. That we weren't shot while walking around with those things. Uh, I'm going to go next to Joe. Joe, good morning, sir. You're on. Good morning, it guys. How good are you? morning, it. Wonderful. What's up, my man? So I'm actually the guy that texted in about taking the puck to the face while I was oh, God. Yeah, give us a little bit more on that. So it was actually, you know, during practice. So, and, and believe it or not, I was a goalie. So I, you know, have that full cage on. So, but in practice, you know, you just skate around with your helmets up. Like it's not a big deal. One of my teammates, you know, just took a shot, ricocheted off the crossbar and hit me pretty much square just below the eyebrow. Ooh. So Joe, uh, you, you had to get stitches you had said in your text, right? So I ended up with uh, three internal stitches and four on the outside because it ended up that deep. So I've never had internal, internal stitches. stitches before. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. And and what what did your what did your eyeball look like? I mean, you know, the did it did it completely swell like you know Rocky where they had to cut him or was it? How bad did it? So, like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so believe it or not, actually uh, that day, you know, it was a little bit swollen, uh, nothing too major. Um, so, and the crazy part is I wasn't afraid of the injury. I was more afraid of my dad because he's an eye doctor. Oh, wow. So, you know, I was more afraid to tell him, but his suggestion was to sleep upright so that the swelling would stay down. So, actually, the next morning, that's, that's what I did. Uh, so, I just ended up with a, a massive black eye. The swelling actually wasn't too bad. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, it seemed like sort of slipshod advice, but it worked. Your dad would know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Joe. Do you, hey, do, you still, do you still have a scar? Uh, yeah, still the scar, right? Pretty much right in my eyebrow. Okay. Mickey, right. I've been thinking about this. I want to play hockey. <laughs> what? With boxing gloves on. <laughs> I want to be a hockey player. What? Uh, you idiot. I've uh, seen Rocky and Adrian at the skating rink together. Yeah. 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 Rocky's not a very good skater. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me go next to Anthony. Yo, Anthony. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ant? <laughs> when I was in a <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, we were doing like a practice game with a baseball within my team. Yeah. So I wasn't wearing a helmet like a, you know, like an intelligent person. <laughs> and so I'm standing there and I'm getting ready to take my step, take my swing as this ball's coming at me. And I'm like, that doesn't look like it's going the right <laughs> way. <laughs> and it just smacks me right below my eye. And, like, I remember the sound so vividly because it was like a hammer hit mistake. Yeah. I crumple, and then I just hear my whole team like, oh. oh. Yeah. I- <laughs> like, it bruised up so bad. Like, within minutes, you could see the the stitches under my eye from the baseball. It's amazing. Uh, so you actually saw the stitch from the baseball, Let's and see. it hit so hard that it, it left an uh, indentation. Oh, uh, yeah, I had a black eye for about two weeks. Everybody called me Stitches. It's yeah. amazing stitches. how your eyes, Thanks, so for, you would think that they were a lot more fragile, you know, but but yeah. um, for all the times and for all the significant hits, yeah. it seems to be fairly rare that the orbital socket will break. Yeah, I um, I played bar league softball for years after uh, college and everything, and uh, there was a... I ended up being a catcher, right? And yeah. I, I bought a mask, and, and people made fun of me, and I didn't care. I was like, dude, I am not losing my teeth over bar league softball like because somebody <laughs> foul tips a ball into my mouth like, you, you can make fun of me all you want so what were you wearing i I'm bought sorry. a catcher's mask 
To play what? Barley salt. When you're a catcher. Oh, like, so you were a catcher. I, were, yeah. I oh, was well, a catcher. Yeah. He was in the outfield. <laughs> I, I, I was in the outfield. That, I'm sorry. I was yeah. looking at Marissa yeah. for some information. Yeah. And why is that guy wearing a hockey goalie outfit <laughs> right. in the outfield? Well, so in um, uh, girls softball, uh, and I don't know at the high school level if they what do What position this, did you play? But at least I didn't play oh. girls softball, but my daughter did. Okay. But the infield, all the infield, they wore uh, cages over their faces. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes though, the helmet and all that stuff, well, uh, I was wearing a helmet when they got clocked in the face with the baseball bat. Yeah. Right. I don't understand why there there are certain, like, why doesn't, why don't baseball players wear cages over their faces as far as infielders are concerned? It's, uh, I don't know. You know? And I then know. lacrosse goalies don't wear any leg pads. Chess players. They don't uh, wear yeah. pads at all. That's crazy. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, our friend Brian. He used to work for uh, Senator Chris Coons. You remember Brian? Yes, would absolutely. Bring, uh, yeah, Senator yeah. Coons by here. He's got a story to share. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, sorry to bother you guys at work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you anytime, man. So you had an injury to the face? Yes. This summer, uh, we are putting up some road signs, and they had these big metal stakes, and there's a tool that you use to drill the, the stakes into the ground basically a cylindrical tube. You, you two-hand it and hammer it into the ground wall. Uh, I lost focus, missed uh, miss the uh, stake, and the pipe, the 50-pound pipe, went oh. right into my forehead. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so my 13-year-old son was with me, and he's kind of looking at me as I'm spurting blood out of my forehead. And oh, my God. It's a major roadway, so I'm starting to lose uh, some, some serious blood. And somebody actually recognized me and said, Brian, is that you? And I said, yeah, I, I think it's me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they said, you should, you should go to the emergency room. And uh, Thanks for the advice. <laughs> yeah. You, should, yeah. you should get that yeah. checked out. Yeah. 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 Looked at. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff got, should be got, inside of you. I got 15 more road signs to put up, so I can I can suck this up. But they said, uh, "Wow, you should I'm really quit the emergency room." That's nasty. Yeah, Thanks for the like, medical advice. Like, yeah, yeah. I Brian. Like a baked potato. Yeah. All right. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks. Thanks. Be good. All right. We'll talk Bye. to you. Uh, so that reminded me of a story. One time, uh, me and my my bandmates. Uh, wanted to go to Six Flags. Yeah. Uh, and we decided... Amusement Park. Yeah, as idiots do, uh, we'll get drunk before we go there. Of course. <laughs> so, you <laughs> to, know, to enhance it. So we get there, and, and we're in the parking lot, and we're drinking whiskey, and then we go in, and this one guy, this one idiot that was with us, I don't even know who he was. He wasn't in the band. He was a friend of somebody, one of the one of the band members. And as we're walking through, and it was early, like the park had just opened, so we're getting drunk in the morning and uh. going to Six Flags. And he comes by the uh, the test your strength thing where you hit the hammer and the, the thing goes up. Okay, yeah. yeah, those things. Yeah, so so you take the big sledgehammer and you, you, you hit down on, the, on that big chunk of that rubber brick or whatever right, it is right, yeah. and it shoots up to the bell. So he steps up, we're drunk, and he takes a swing at it. I don't know why this happened. I guess he was leaning forward when he did it. Sledgehammer hits the front, it hits that rubber thing and bounces right back up and smacks him square in the nose. Oh my God. <laughs> Niagara Falls of blood coming right out of his nose immediately. They call emergency services, they come over, they take him away, and we're like, we're going to go ride roller coaster. He wasn't oh supposed God. to be here anyway. God, wow. All right, I want to go to. Let me get, let me two more quickly, okay? First, I'm going to go because Kevin's been on hold for a long time, and then one that looks really weird, and then yeah. we got to wrap this up. I'm going to go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, where's that sound coming from? <laughs> yeah. Where's that sound? <laughs> What's up, Kev? Where's Lord, that sound coming from? What's your facial injury? Oh man, when I was about four years old, 
uh, a friend of mine had a, his father had a carpenter shop in the basement and go down five steps to a landing do a 180 another five steps down well i fell down the final five steps onto a board with a nail sticking out of it oh. Through my nose. Your nose? Uh, I cannot wear sunglasses to this day. Why? They are, when I put them on, they're crooked. <laughs> so, so did they see you in, in like the, the? Did it catch you in the bridge of the nose or where? Yeah. Okay. Right in the bridge of the nose. Oh. And of course, I'm the youngest of nine, so my parents were pretty much tired with dealing with children. They didn't take me to the hospital. My mom said. We'll put a Band-Aid on that. You're good to go. Your mom Dear said, God. shake it off, you pussy. Dear God, Kevin, that's <laughs> yeah. messed up. I'm surprised you're not talking like Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you well, for the story, I got Kevin. I've another dozen stories for you. Uh, my face is always in the way. <laughs> <laughs> another time. Yeah. Thanks, man. We appreciate yeah. it, buddy. My dad always said that. No, you don't need to. Like, it could have been the deepest cut, slice, oh, whatever. Yeah. He'd be like, no, nah, you're good. You're fine. You know, stitch. But that's, that, that, after a while, like, like with my, my younger brother got a, con- a, a concussion. I remember he came home and. He did from work, and my, my mother says, oh, yeah, Tom got a concussion in, in gym today at uh, school. And my guys, my father goes, oh, God damn it. And then I'm, I'm like the guy, I'm the son he can't stand. So I go, yeah, kids these days with their concussions. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> sure they love yeah, that. Yeah, you know, my dad just looked at me but like. Kathy, that was, that was my, my dad's gig. You know, it was, it was the same thing. As I'm, I ain't paying no doctor for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do that myself. Get over here. Just wear a condom. Bite on this piece of wood. <laughs> uh, hang on, let, let me go to this last one. This sounds really weird. I'm going to go to Fred. Hi, Fred, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, Fred? It was years ago. A few years ago, I had a, a six-foot bubble constrictor. You know, I go it's Saturday. I'll go Saturdays and Sundays. I'll go out. You know, with the snake wrapped around my neck. Play frisbee. Little, the little, some little kids will come over. You know, look, looking at the snake and everything. Yeah. And one of the neighbors came up with their dog, and the dog started barking. I felt the snake getting tight around my neck. I looked um, down. The snake came up and he nailed me right in the face with it. Your boa hit you, like I bit you in the face. Dog. I fought, the snake bit me right in the face. I fought two holes under my chin, two holes right right on my cheek, and one under my nose. I was wearing a white T-shirt, blood dripping all over the place. And oh they're freaking now, out. Well, obviously they're not poisonous because they're constrictors, but they've got some pretty long fangs, right? Oh yeah, yeah there were four, I had four, I had four big holes, two under my chin and two on my. You know, I had a white T-shirt. You know it seems safe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I know, it, it would seem safe to keep a boa constrictor by yeah. your face, right? This thing is killing the man. <laughs> Did you get rid of boa constrictor? A boa constrictor, yeah, it was six foot. Yeah, I had it for you... years, no problem. I always have them around my neck. The kids love it, and one of it, one day, boom, the dog started barking. Like, and Kat... me now right did you the... did you get rid of the snake? Is what Kathy's asking. I'm sorry. Oh, it was a boa constrictor. Did you get rid no, of the hold snake? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you get rid of it after it bit you in the face, face Brad? No, no, okay. nope, nope. How long did you keep it? <laughs> 
I kept him for another couple years. Oh, my God. What kind of snake was it? <laughs> Shut up. It was a boa constrictor. Right, thank you, Fred. For my so how did that story. happen? Right. It was a boa. Yeah. Was, well, why did it bite you? Like, yeah. what was going on? Yeah. It reminds me of the famous uh, Pierre audio. Yes. Yeah. What kind of pet was it? <laughs> All right. Listen, we got to wrap it up. We'll be right back. Our pets are your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so I have a question because we were getting ready. We went straight out of one interview into commercials and straight into another interview, and we didn't get a chance to chat off air about what we want to talk about in this particular segment of the right. Preston and Steve radio program. Now, are there are a couple things. Yes. Uh, there, yeah, we can go as big as uh, the origins of the universe. Okay. Yes. Or oh, uh, what? All right. <laughs> Uh, we have audio clips. I don't know if they're that exciting to well, you. There was the, the, the listener posed question. Yes. Do you want to do that now? Do you have that e- email over there? I do. Okay, yes. I, do. I think it's a, a one that we can address. Okay, this is from, I don't know who it's from. It says, <laughs> Steve, first time messenger. Send a little picture. She's a, a looker here, this gal. Well, let me, I'll tell you what, let me call it up here. Oh, Lauren. She wrote to Steve, to, uh, first time messenger, long time. Did she read you through social media? Yes. Okay. Yes. First time messenger, long My time. MySpace account. Listener, I know it's a long shot, but I wanted to see if on the air, she says tomorrow, this is from last yeah. week, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. You could bring something up, maybe a poll for listeners to participate in, whether or not, and this is how she phrases it, by the way, whether or not men and women can be friends after they've made whoopee. Whoopee. Uh, <laughs> it's for science, you said, though <laughs> Though it would make for some interesting content. Uh, she says, happy hump day. So it was last Wednesday. So is she looking... My response was, yeah, he this... said, Lauren, is this by any chance of direct pertinence to you? Okay. And then she wrote back, you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> yeah, right. You nailed it. But that would be most excellent. Many thanks. Uh, so she wants to know for herself. So she's banged a friend. Gotcha. And she wants to know if that friendship can still be there. Because I assume she's not interested in getting to a relationship with this particular person, but wants to remain friends on a level. And can that happen or can it not? Or... Can you have an F buddy? And or or a one timer, you know what I mean? 
my life experience mm. says yes, you can. Uh, you though you walk a tightrope, okay. you know. So so, and you always have to weigh out what's more important to you: the friendship or the person. Now, my wife was was. Um, she was a, a great friend. I mean, we, we you know, in, in general, I, I, though I, w- I felt more romantic leanings towards her initially, and she felt the same way back to me. I've had many female friends in my life, um, but I, I, I knew I wanted it to go to another level with. Yeah, Claire. this is a different. Yeah, different. This animal. is a different thing. Yeah. This is not interested in a relationship, and I think, I think the only way that something like this happens, usually there's booze involved. Um, but I think that you can be, but not right after it happens and not for a while, probably. You think you yeah. need to take a, like a pause? Yeah, like years. Like years? Yeah. Really? I think it depends how long the... The session lasted. The, the friends' <laughs> benefits lasted. Yeah, like if it, if it was just one time, I don't think you need to go years. I, mean, I, don't, think it, I don't think it takes... Years. I think you can. If, Next if, morning at the coffee machine. Well, and it also. No, no, no. It also depends. It also depends on like if one person wanted to continue and the other didn't. Like if 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 it happened one time and both were like, you know what, not a great idea. Then I think that you could be friends. But if one is still feeling like they want to continue and the other isn't, then that's where you get issues. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's countless movies made on this very topic, and and. Uh, Often those movies will end with them getting together because they realize that their love superseded the friendship. And right. When Harry met Sally. Exactly, yeah. That, Sometimes it doesn't. Well, it, it, I agree. Um, but I am friends with ex-girlfriends, and right. uh, that caveat took time. And that's different, though. Ex-girlfriends, you were dating, it was a relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, sort so of friends with benefits. Yeah, and so here's the thing. It also depends on what type of friend you're with. And, and, and if, it was, if it's somebody that you've been a longtime friend you, know, you already had this established friend relationship, and all of a sudden right. you guys do it for one reason or another. I think that complicates it quite yeah. a bit. This isn't just banging somebody you know and saying, let's be friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Knowing someone and being friends with someone is two different things, yeah. I think. so. I, I Listen, I think the simple answer to that question is yes. Yes, you can now, but there are certain variables that will go in and say, well, you know, so it's, but it's not for every. Buddy, you know what I mean? Like, there are variables that, that um, can right. answer that question, no, right? So, and, well, you know, one of the variables is that one person actually has more romantic feelings uh, than the other one, it. and that's why they're, they are right. sleeping together. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, you know, but... Or if after you do it, then that other person ends up getting into a relationship, do you start to get a little bit jealous about it? Yeah, and then potentially. It's like, wow. I had a good, f- uh, and I, I, you know, it's just geography made it go away, but but a, a good female friend who I would have wanted to have explored a uh, uh, something more profound, but I also realized she was such a good female friend that I didn't want to jeopardize it. Right, and, right. And, and didn't follow through that, that like... You know what? Uh, because you you kind of meet her. It, it's really a, it, it's like a, a gambling at a casino. Yeah, you gotta you gotta weigh the risks and you gotta see what are you really looking for. But I had a friend in college who that's we were friends, and so at the end of the night, it was like, all right, let's go. Right, and it never turned into. I needed that, Lou. Okay, yeah. Well, it was his <laughs> so, name was John, but so you guys were legit friends. <laughs> yeah, we were friends and are friends, and we were never anything but friends, but. Right from the beginning, and then, and, then just, you, and then you did it one time, and then we did and then it you were a few times after, after that. Yeah. And you did it a few times after that. Yeah, what, what so was you became F buddies for a little bit. Yeah, I would. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm did, did you clearly think. define? That, did you clearly define? We the didn't def- have to. There was no, there was All no right. definition. I mean, All it right. really. We we knew exactly what it was. It yeah. never turned into, and there were plenty of options for 
either one of us to indicate to the other that maybe it was something else. So, like, in right. college, you had, you know, formals and dated parties, and that's right. where, like, you would be... I was never invited to any of her formals. She was in a sorority, and I was in a fraternity. I never invited her to any of my. That was the that was the way you would sort of indicate to somebody that maybe I have a feelings, you know, m- more so than you know just this physical right. thing that we've done on a few like, occasions. Like dates and social things started to become um, yeah. boyfriend territory. Yeah, yeah, and and the term the f buddy thing because I remember in in my past I had had. Um, how, how do I phrase this? Like booty calls, like mm-hmm. like like you can call me if you want to, right? You know, it was like that kind of setup. Uh, but we weren't friends per se. We didn't right. hang out together or anything like that. So that's kind of just a, you know what I mean? So, I, I do. So that would be maybe, maybe an f buddy, right? Yeah. But you're not hanging out and going places and doing things together. So right. with, I don't with, know. What set this <laughs> off though with her with her question is, and I, I wonder uh, there has to be so a little bit more. I think a more specificity to it, which is. Um, were you friends who did it and, and then, and then or were you, you know, in other words, you know what I'm saying? The complexity of it is that there, there are a couple different levels. All right. Donna has friends, uh, the guy that she's been having this relationship with for a while, leaving his house now <laughs> it says okay. on the phone. Hi, uh, Donna. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Are you feeling great today? <laughs> I actually have a friend. We've been friends for 25, 30 years, okay. and it turned into that kind of relationship. I And I go down there once a week, and I'm actually just leaving his house. That's why I was asking <laughs> if you're feeling great right now. <laughs> oh, I am feeling great. Yeah. I, have a, I have a nice grin on my face. All right, so 25 years. Uh, does this happen when you are both single and it just kind of, hey, I'm not seeing anybody, you're not seeing anybody, let's do our thing, you know? Yes, that's it. Okay, that's it. And right. how often does this happen? Um, it's been going on for about nine years now. Hmm. <laughs> okay, and like how often? Like once a month, or you know, a couple times a no, year? Once a week. I go once, a once a week. Once a week. Yeah, <laughs> once a week. But if you know, if he meets somebody and is and goes into a relationship, I. I I, you know, lay back. If back I off. meet somebody and go into a relationship, he lays back. All right, Donna, are you are you in love with him? I was a long time ago, but no more. No more. You don't, and that that little spark of love never reignites briefly. No. Huh. What if he met somebody that's and wanted to get? I made the relationship all about sex, and, and that's all it is. Okay. okay. What if he if he all of a sudden meets somebody and wants to marry them, and is that going to bother you at all? Uh, actually, he was engaged. Okay. <laughs> And, and then were you, were you a side piece by any chance? It, during became, that? it became once a month, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Donna, were you a side piece during that relationship? What? Were you a side piece at the during that relationship? No, I was not. No, because when he goes into a relationship, I respect that and I okay. lay back. Right. And he does the same for me. Uh, so I think this scenario exists for some people. Uh, yeah. But, but it's, it's pretty rare, don't you think, Donna? Yes, I do. My daughter doesn't understand it. Does she, no, your does daughter she come does? along? Yeah. How old, how old is your daughter? Thirty-eight. She's not. She's not young. And wow. She doesn't get it. How old are you, Donna? Uh, fifty-five. Look 55. at you. Okay. Look at right. you, Terry. Are you now. happy? Yes, I am. All right. All right. Especially, that's today. All that Especially right now. Especially right now. Uh-huh. I mean, Donna, when... did you did you spend the night there? Or was this a, uh, a go over in the morning thing? Yes, I did spend the night. Actually, we were roommates for a while. Okay. Uh, did you watch America's Funniest Home Videos? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Donna. 
Have a good day, guys. All right, you too. We'll see you wow, later. Wow, look All at right. her with the 38-year-old daughter. See, yeah. now I didn't hear from him to see if yeah. he feels the same way. Or does he keep going back because he's, hoping it, tur- <laughs> he's hoping it turns into something. When they work, they're yes. great. You know, when, when you can get away with the friends with benefits. But the, the complications that can arise yeah. cause so many more problems beyond that. But if you can, if Steve, to your point earlier, if you can define it, and yeah. both parties are cool with it. Go for that's it. That is agree- if you have an agreement, yes. a verbal, verbal front, agreement, and then, totally. and then if you're upfront about, look, if you start feeling a certain way, tell right. me. You need to tell me. Yes, you know. Then, then so I can it, run for the hills. As long as those things are <laughs> defined and everybody sticks to the uh, to the agreed upon terms, then then yeah, that can probably work. You out. You can be mature about it, but what happens is, is that you know that things again that that's the parameters set. The rules set. Everyone adheres to them to the best that they can, uh, because it can go asunder really, really in a dramatic way. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's workable, and gonna, then it's also not. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mark. Uh, Mark, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Uh, no, I'm like you guys just said. It can work. It okay. just depends on the person. I met a girl about 40 years ago. Wow. Uh, in the mall. Look at all you guys. <laughs> go yeah, ahead. And, and uh, her, it worked out fine. Um, we started hanging out with her girlfriends, and it was just a buddy thing. And uh, she wound up giving her girlfriends my phone number. So, <laughs> so you're uh, you're working your way through her girlfriends? No, uh, they worked their way through me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, are now? Did you do it just this one time, or was this a regular thing for a bit? No, it, it went on for about four or five years, and that's with all of them, and they all seem to be okay with it. All was, of them? I'm not going to complain. All of them, and and everybody just uh, agreed, no relationship. You you go and do what you want, and when it's convenient, we'll get together and have yeah, sex. Yeah, and you know, we just would hang out, and you know, I'm I like getting along with everybody, and apparently, so did they. Mark, more more than one at a time. Uh, well, no comment on that one. Uh, <laughs> okay, so at this point in your life, after dinner, do you take uh, him back to your apartment at three thirty in the afternoon? <laughs> Well, sure, why not? Wouldn't you? <laughs> are, are you still are you still engaging in this, Mark? Right over there. Uh, no, no. We're, it, I'm I'm too old for that now. But back in my youth, yeah, I was engaging in anything I could. Back All right, then. I got you. And and you're still friends with uh, these ladies? Some uh, of them. I haven't seen them in a few years, but I'm sure it would be a. Quite amicable. Hello, you know? all right, Mark. If you're happy, that's all that matters. So that's yep. good, exactly. good, good for you. Like, yes. If no right. one's being hurt and everyone's consensual, have at it. That's right. Yeah. All right, all right man. Thanks, Mark. All right, guys. Have a great. Have time. a good Appreciate one. It. Oh come on. What? what? No, I can't. you can't read that. Is I can't. This, it's it's is a this really ninety five. It's a really dirty text. And okay. I can't. Okay. Let me let me go to Jason. Hi, Jason. You read it. Hi, Jason. <laughs> good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Jason? All right. Well, my story's kind of uh, really messed up. So I started a new job, and uh, the office manager, um, we became friends, and that became a little bit more than friends. Um, I just got out of a relationship. I told her, don't get attached. She got attached. Um, what can you say? I'm a stud. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm pretty great. <laughs> so it, it gets a little worse. So I met the general manager's daughter. And I started dating her. <laughs> All right. Okay. So and doing everything and drop, wrong. Yeah. And dropped the office manager like a bad habit. Okay. Um, you, you have, you have, uh, you have broken two of the cardinal rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I know. Unless you literally have a meal next to a pile of your own crap. <laughs> 
There's not much worse you could do. Uh, trust me, I know. Okay. Okay. Um, so, oh no, she wanted to kill me. I couldn't. I if I saw her at the office, I did the office, uh, the general manager's daughter for about four years. Um, for about the first three, if I saw her in the office, I had a duck run and hide, or I was afraid something was going to come flying at me. Okay. Or, I mean, it, it was it was bad. Um, so, how is it now? Now it's good. She met somebody else. She got married. Um, we worked it out at work, and you know. I, I worked there for eight years, um, and this was in the beginning for the first four. So, I mean, we've been really good friends for about the last four or five years. And uh, I actually, I was in Texas. I just moved back to Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, we still talk. I, I still call her every other week or so. Um, Listen, I'm still I, a really good friend. Preston, you have so, you have exes that you communicate with, right, that are friendly? I, I had. I haven't in a long time. But, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There are a few that, that, yeah. that so throughout my life and not none right now, but you know, uh, uh, but, um, but, uh, it, it, it's the Listen, thing was always, uh, you said it, you said the most definitive piece of advice, lay out the, lay out the, the rules in the beginning. Yeah. Listen, there are a reason why I was yeah. uh, boyfriend, girlfriend with, uh, certain people for a length of time. Right. I liked them. I yeah. liked them a lot. You right. know what I mean? And then once that is over and done with, over time, you can look at the aspects of that person you really liked a lot, yeah, yeah. not just being with them physically or something like that. And you can still be buds. You can still, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, reminisce about the old times and, and just stay in touch. And it's, you know, and that's what Facebook and things like that have, have allowed to happen. Right, right. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to, oh, now we're getting into the work thing. <laughs> Hi, Thaddeus. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, well, I used to be a manager at a hotel, and, um, you know, one thing led to another. One girl liked me at the hotel. I kind of did it with her one night. Um, it got around, and then before I knew it, all, all the all the women in the hotel wanted to sleep with me. Well, let me, let me ask you, all the, all the people who were at, like, who, had, who were occupying rooms or other employees? Well, no, no, no. well, that's, well, that's true, but no, okay. the people that, that I worked with, the hostess, the front desk girl, the gift shop girl, and it just got around, and we just, you know, I don't know if it was, like, something, like I was a trophy or... Yeah, what, what got what around? Out. What I mean, you know, well, yes, people I'd here... Go parking garage. I go out in the parking garage at night after the shift. Wait a second. But what, wait a second. You're working in a hotel and you're banging people in the garage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the stairwells. You had uh, rooms! I'm the uh, yeah. lounge. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I swear to God. All right, so hang on a second. Are you uh, are you really attractive? Do you got a hammer in your pants? Both? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Um, I'm a ginger. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm That's, really red pubes. That's yeah. not necessarily a turn on. <laughs> Hang on. Hey, but, but yeah. So you look like a problem child. You must well, be good looking because word getting around yeah, yeah. doesn't automatically mean everybody that works there wants to have sex with well, you. Well, they did. And I guess they got around like I had a fire crotch. So. A fire crotch? <laughs> I've never seen one of those before. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It's like banging heat miser. Funny. Uh, yeah, so anyhow, we were talking about, you know, remaining friends with somebody that you have sex with. But hotel yeah. sex, yeah. how does this pertain oh, yeah, to that? Yeah. Well, I still had to work with the people. All right. And, uh, and there was no know, jealousy, not one or two of them that got a little weird about it? They did, but then I think it was just they, they knew what it was. They, you know, came He's back with flop. me wherever, to, you know, wherever we went to, like I said, the stairwell, the roof, the... The parking garage, my place. All right, let, let me ask you. You got. You yeah. can't tell me that the ones you nailed in, on the roof and in the parking garage weren't <laughs> jealous of the people you brought into actual rooms. 
right. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. when you're banging behind a Bronco, it, it's... <laughs> what was the most uh, precarious place that you managed to pull it off or pull it out, either one? <laughs> well, like I said, on the roof, I was working in Baltimore. I was looking over the harbor. And, uh, Beautiful, kind of. She went down, you know, I, I don't want to get into details. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, she right. went down to the harbor. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, you didn't work at that hotel that has a restaurant called Windows, do you? <laughs> I know Windows. No, it was actually, it was called, um, it was at the Hyatt Regency. Okay. I don't want to give too much out. I don't want people to know. No, you that. don't. Just, yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah, people are texting Windows, in yeah. that they don't believe you, Thaddeus. <laughs> Maybe well, because you're well, a ginger. Send us a picture of your red pubic hair. <laughs> right now, just... I can text it to you. <laughs> He doesn't want to give out too much information. His name's Thaddeus, and he went to the Hyatt Regency. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Thaddeus is a very common name, uh, Nick. There must be a go. million Thaddeuses. Thanks, Thaddeus. See you later. Enjoy wine at yes. 3.30 in the afternoon. Here, this text says, bull ass. No one likes ginger dudes. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, we have, a, we have a, a poll. We have a Twitter poll, if you would yeah. like to answer that. Uh, oh, look who's on the line. Lauren, who had uh, oh, there gotten we go. in touch with Steve. This is her. She's the one that kicked this whole thing off. Hey there, Lauren. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Wonderful, but how's it going for you? <laughs> it's good. It's a lot better now. Thanks for asking. No problem. So th- you asked from a, a personal perspective because you had had maybe... Do you want to tell us what your situation was? So here's the situation. So my boyfriend and I have been together like two years now, but when we first started dating and got serious, He let me know he had a friend that was still in his life that, you know, they're very close. They're not, you know, very platonic now, haven't slept together in eight years. But they were talking a lot and, you know, still friends, very friendly, texting a lot here and there and still a lot of conversation, a lot of support, a lot of like a very, I guess, like emotional cheating, I guess is what I was thinking. Okay. All right. Obviously, like they were still, so my, my reaching out to Steve for the poll was, is it appropriate to still be friends with a girl you had slept with, even if it's eight years ago, who's, you know, I don't know what the girl thinks, because obviously girls think a different way after they've, you know, had sex with a guy than a guy does. So my poll here is to see, is it appropriate, you know, I'm 32, he's 32, for a guy and a girl to continue on a friendship like that? So, the, the so, guy, so you're, you're, talking, you're talking from a level of protection, like, is, is it feasible that he is simply really a straight-up platonic friend with an ex, and is that appropriate? I-, I can tell you this. If they are legitimately friends and you are in the relationship with this guy and you feel and you feel comfortable with him, you, you should trust him, trust but verify. And, I, I, yes, I, I think it's absolutely feasible. She mentioned something, though, and we've, we've brought this up on the air because I've seen articles about this before, that sometimes that women are more hurt with a uh, an emotional relationship yeah. than with a sexual relationship. Right. And and so so does it kind of bother you, Lauren, that maybe he, you know, seeks uh, comfort or advice from her as opposed to you, that type of thing? Well, so now they don't talk anymore because I'm a psychopath and this has been <laughs> totally squashed, like burnt that bridge, so now I don't have to worry about it, thank God. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, it was just like so, you know, being in a relationship for two years in our 30s, I was like, it's just so inappropriate, like get the hell out of my life. And so for a girl to be, you know, to be her, and if I was in that position and if I had someone, you know, a, gr- a good friend of mine who I had slept with, had the girlfriend reaching out saying, please don't talk to my boyfriend anymore, you're annoying, like get a life, I would go away because it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, moving yeah. forward. I think, I, no, I, I understand that. I, I think what happens is, though, when you start to do something like that, you start to almost create the need for it to happen. Uh, right. You know, so, like, uh, he'll be like, oh, man, this is, 
you know, it, it, it's a tough thing. You know, you're being honest about it, about having it throw you off. I think that ultimately uh, it's got to live or die by how you two are together. And if an external force can act upon that and ruin it, then it was perhaps not meant to be in the first place. You know? Right, exactly. Right? So he kind of, you know, got his big boy pants on and decided, oh, yeah, right. I need this chick being me and I don't need this one because it's not, you know, it's not fair. Okay. So she's out of the picture now to give you a full story. Thank God. But during those times, it was just so much anxiety. Like they're, they're on the phone. We're helping. We're giving her furniture. We're FaceTiming her dad. I'm like, I'm literally going to kill this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, right. a lot for, that's a lot for next to be involved in your life. Hey, Lauren, would you would you uh, categorize yourself as high maintenance? Ah, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit, but I'm not going to be fake. You know what I mean? It's too short for that. So thank you. Okay. For, All right. Thank you, All right. Thank you so much, Steve. You're the man. You guys rock. No problem. All right. Thank you, Lauren. Have a great right. day. Appreciate it. All right. So it was a little bit different scenario than uh But I, I understand. I yeah. 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 I mean, there are points at which it, also the boyfriend had, in her case, Lauren's case, yeah. would have to understand that it's making... You know, like when, like with with my with my wife, I needed to understand her perspective on things. To under you, you don't sometimes it's not landing with you the way it is with the person that you care about in your life, and you need to try to see it from their side sometimes. Yeah, you know. Uh, during the course of that last conversation, by the way, Steve, a whole bunch of texts came over confirming Thaddeus's story. So <laughs> I did see a couple of them that said, "Yeah, I think that guy banged my cousin." <laughs> I believe him. <laughs> Uh, Fire Bush. Yeah, yeah. There were a few red pube uh, comments as well. So, all right. Well, discuss. We have a poll on our Twitter account. Uh, so, if you'd like to uh, chime in, you can do that. As of now, a couple hundred votes. Uh, it's leaning, leaning a little bit more towards yes, you can yeah. indeed. It's fifty six percent. You can maintain a, a real friendship with a one-time F-buddy. So that's the question of the day. All right. Let's take a break. Stay close. We'll be back in a moment. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre Files. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate. Up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. Learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. You're going to love this story. When uh, news crews arrived at the scene... The roosters were far from shy and luckily behind the fence. Here's the story. The health department says that uh, news, uh, that, that not news, that roosters are generally prohibited in New York City. And it says it has received complaints uh, that's being filed and in the process of investigating. So a guy named Leon Suzeran uh, says that the roosters are a threat to the community. Uh, particularly to the young children and the elderly who might not be able to defend themselves against roosters. 
Neon knows his stuff. Hold on. What? I stapled the back page to the front, and I was reading you the, the back half of the story first. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, wait, wait. We can fix that. Fix it in post. <laughs> a Queens man is speaking out after being attacked on his way to work, not by a person, a dog, or even a rat, but by a, a rooster. rooster. No, I was wait. wondering what, what the story was. Wait. Is there a guy named Leon involved? Leon <laughs> Suzerain. <laughs> his way back to work when he was attacked from behind. The vein on his hand punctured. His pain was outmatched by surprise to find out who he was being attacked by, and it was a rooster. He said, I turned around and I saw blood gushing out of my hand. You little bastard, you punctured my pain vein. Uh, Leon said about the unusual assault, I had to deal with uh, the blood gushing out, and I had to deal with this animal that kept charging at me. Cockadoodle, don't! As Leon applied pressure to the wound to try and stop the bleeding, the rooster kept coming at him. Mm. Despite Leon's 6'2 build and his kicks, uh, the rooster was unrelenting. Ultimately, he was able to outrun his attacker and call 911. Huh. Roosters often escape his neighbor's property uh, in Jamaica, he says, and have attacked others before. Now, let's go to the other part of the story that he started with earlier. It was almost like a Quentin Tarantino timeline. When a news crew arrived at the scene, the roosters were far from shy and luckily behind the fence. The health department says that roosters are generally prohibited in New York City. It says... <laughs> it was, we joined this story already in progress. Yeah, it's like a Keith Morrison. The town was sleepy and quiet. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it says it has received a complaint that's been filed and it is in the process of investigating... Leon says the roosters are a threat to his community, particularly to the young children and elderly who might not be able to defend themselves. Well, sure, everyone knows Leon. He said that he and his family tried, tried to approach the owners in his neighborly in a neighborly way, but were rejected. He said we tried to talk to the family, and they closed the door in our faces. So sorry, about now that it makes folks. sense. That was my fault. Uh, this is terrible news. Uh, every week during the summer of 2018, a woman bought 10 cases of apples, 50 pounds of carrots, and dozens of eggs. The food was for bears, though, Canada oh. authorities say. And a woman from Whistler was ordered to pay $60,000 after officials say she violated the Wildlife Act in British Columbia. Was she drawing them in? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Conservation Office Service received a complaint that someone was feeding black bears in the neighborhood. Officials began investigating and found that the woman was feeding the black bears during the summer months of 2018. And every week she would buy food for the bears, like a whole bunch of it. Um, and bulk produce, they said, including up to 10 cases of apples, 50 pounds of carrots, and 15 dozen eggs, purchased on a weekly basis to feed the bears. These activities created an extraordinary public safety risk by conditioning bears to human food and presence. Your Honor, I know you're saying I'm just a bear. There's no way I can provide an adequate defense for this woman. But the heart on this woman and the kindness, I hope the court will consider this before they pass judgment. And, Thank you, sir. And, of course, the Bears would yeah, defend the woman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in September, wildlife officials euthanized three bears that oh, were visiting man. the residential area. They had to. Uh, they damaged property and showed no fear toward people. Well, that was her fault. She was totally screwing with everything. Uh, the penalty is $60,000, by the way. It is the highest penalty imposed under the Wildlife Act. After demanding that an interloper get off of his sprawling lawn, a 90-year-old Florida man twice punched a neighbor in the face, according, to, hell, according to police uh, who I arrested you, you son of a bitch. the rowdy nonagenarian for battery and resisting arrest. Uh, Thomas Conrad was busted Saturday afternoon following a dispute over a gardener cutting grass outside his home. 
Conrad's next-door neighbor, Jack Hansen, told police that his lawn guy was being yelled at by Conrad for being on his property while cutting the grass. Conrad recalled telling the gardener to get off his property. After asking... Oh, he didn't hit him yet. Oh. oh. After asking Conrad numerous times to leave them alone... Leave me alone! Hansen recalled an agitated and aggressive Conrad declared, I should punch you. Well, you son of a bitch, I fought in the war 1812. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. Hansen said he replied, go ahead... Uh, but I wouldn't advise, or police will get called. I want to fight you. Uh, the I think I want to fight you now. A uh, couple, <laughs> and I'll do it along with you. A uh, couple uh, cops allege that Conrad let's throw it naked. Then punched Henson twice in the face, and when police later arrived at Conrad's residence, he was resting and did not. His wife said uh, he did. He was resting and didn't want to be disturbed. <laughs> One, two, three. After this, <laughs> I forgot we have that. After his spouse convinced him to speak with cops. Sesame Street with yes. the... <laughs> with, 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 with now Frank you're going to teach us how to count. Get one, ready? two, three. One, two, three. You got that? How about the alphabet? Did we learn that at all? A, B, D, B, C, D, F. <laughs> Z. I'll kill a lot of you. After his spouse... Three of us, four of us, me and you. After his uh, spouse convinced him to speak with cops. That's almost like a rhyme there. Yeah, and a dog named Bo. <laughs> Just the three of us, four of us, me and me you. Me and you. And a dog named Bo. <laughs> well, he was walking a dog at the time. Remember, yeah, this yeah, is Bush. Uh, so after his spouse convinced him to speak with cops, Conrad recalled telling the gardener to get off his lawn. He claimed that Henson told get him away from me. Told him to punch him in the face, <laughs> and that time he punched him twice on the left side of his face. Deputies then asked Conrad... If someone was to ask him to shoot them, would he do it? And he replied, then I would have shot him. Wow. For being on my lawn. One, uh, two, three. He was advised that he didn't, uh, he had apparently advised that uh, he had done nothing wrong because the victim asked him to punch him in the face. Oh, all right. When cops tried to explain that he had committed battery, Conrad told them to get the F out of my house. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. and, get, and began to walk away. Get away from me. Uh, that's a classic old, oh, yeah. pissed off old guy. Get off my lawn. As uh, deputies sought to take Conrad into custody, he allegedly balled up his fist, refused to place his hands behind his back after being handcuffed. He was booked into the county jail for 90? battery. And resisting arrest, yeah. Oh. This is him balling up his fist. Both <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and that's your Bizarre File. And we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. More stuff to give away. The lesson question, trash and music news, up when we return. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a wonderful little surprise for you this morning. It really, it really is. It's like when you're eating a bag of regular chips and there's a ruffle chip in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it really stands out yeah, amongst just, everything wow, else. where did that come from? Um, Kathy Romano has been doing some work and she's been coming up with more activity. Activities for you, and uh, she actually we can do this on a uh, a more frequent uh, schedule. I think, right, Kath? Yeah. So you know what? I got an email a couple of weeks ago after, or as um, the holiday activities were winding down, and somebody said, "Hey, um, you should come up with a winter blues activities list." That's a real thing. People go through that when you know it's it gets darker earlier and it's colder, and people are inside. Um, you know, what can we do to kind of shift our mood and and be uplifted a little bit? And you know, I thought about it, and then I started seeing like all of these things come in people will like tag me and post they'll send me you know the facebook um you know event or, or whatever it is and i'm like there's still like a ton to do out there um so yeah they, they so can I, help lift people's moods and things yeah. like that and also i have to say I, i've seen some people are ripping you off or you oh, know really? in, in different channels and things like that i'm like i'm not gonna say it's a direct rip off but i think you, you own activities in this town. Right. You could do a side business, like an activity coordinator, coordinator. for people. Listen, oh, this it, this could be, and I, so right at the beginning of all this, didn't I say this this could be you, huge for you? You did, and you know what's funny? When this all started, so when I started to um, do these activities and, like, visit these places, there's a whole, like, strategy behind it. So my cousin and I would, you know, take the boys to go and do these things, but, like, we would never want to wait in line. We wouldn't oh. want to be there when it was crowded. We'd want to do, like, all the, the good things. We didn't want to go before, you know, in, in the fall before the Halloween stuff was open because right. we wanted to do that. So, like, we have a whole strategy behind all of it so that we're not waiting in line, we're getting the best price, and, you know, and the kids are still having fun. I see Kathy's new business as a great investment opportunity. For yes. Hop <laughs> on Reddit, make the investment. Make the be, you'll be trading at GameStop levels yeah. before it's yeah. over. Yeah. Robin Hood app. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess we'll call this a... List of sorts yeah. since we're still living in the corona in the COVID world. Yeah, and you know what? I think that is good because a lot you got of it. The rona. <laughs> because... Can I get some uh, some happy music? Not goofy happy. Just some some filling in music here as we go through. I some mean, activities, like just our standard like uh... um something uh... Salisbury Hill. Not not the commercial beds, but uh, what's uh not like this or anything. Hang on. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that'll work. And see if you can dig something else up. While, yeah, uh, we've used this a lot. So. Uh, so where do we begin? Okay, so keeping in mind that we are still in the middle of a pandemic and, um, you know, there's not huge groups that are gathering. Some stuff is in person. If it is, the people, the companies are taking um, all of the CDC safety guidelines. They're putting everything in place. Um, and there is a lot of uh, virtual events as well. So I'm just going to, like we said, we're going to do it on a little bit more frequent basis. So I'm just going to go through, you know, maybe like two weeks worth of, worth of stuff that's okay. out there. Um, and a lot of it does have a date on it. Uh, okay, so 
uh, today, actually, if you want to get in on this. There's a place called Conquering Cuisine, and they're offering cooking demonstrations. So it's not a cooking class. It's actually just a demonstration, but it allows you to participate from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Participants gain a full understanding of each dish that this uh, chef is showcasing, the ingredients, techniques, traditions from around the world as well. Uh, And then participants can also get a bottle of wine, uh, and they'll, they'll talk about how the wine enhances the flavor of different foods. So there are a number of classes throughout January and February. So it starts today? But Yeah, so prior to the class, participants uh, will have to pick up the ready-to-heat and serve meal package. So although you're not cooking it, you're getting what the chef is cooking okay. for an evening at home uh, oh, okay. to have dinner, and you can also purchase a bottle of wine. So you have to go to their location in Doylestown. Uh, so this is for people who may be close to Doylestown. Kathy, this is perfect for you. You don't have to cook. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so right? What, what's on the menu for today, Kathy? Is, 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 uh, you know what, Nick? If, French, could French you... country supper? Is that what? Yeah, January yes. 28th. Yep. All right, so it's... Silky potato soup Ooh. and crispy bacon. You got to scoot that over. I can't read it over here. Uh, crispy bacon lardens, uh, savory baked crepes stuffed with roasted vegetables and <laughs> aged cheese. You could make this, Kathy. Classic cocovan <laughs> with winter vegetables, layered chocolate wort with mousse filling. Whoa. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so if you place your order, you go pick it up, and then the participants join virtually via Zoom to enjoy the featured menu, drink, learn, and relax. Um, and so, yeah, so that's Conquering Cuisine, uh, and you can order that today, and then they have classes God, that throughout, good. throughout yeah. January and February. Kath, how much of this do you find on Instagram? And I also, I want to remind people to uh, hashtag when they do end up doing these uh, activities with your hashtag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find, like I said, people will tag me and stuff. They will use the hashtag, and I obviously follow the hashtag so I can see what people are posting. I get a lot of event pages on Facebook. I get emails. Um, a friend of mine, every time she sees something, then she'll send it over. So Good. It's just, yeah. Oh, you're Let's... a conduit, so people know that you're you're sort of the fulcrum, and they can send this stuff to you, and you can vet it. And that's really the thing is because you you do investigate and see if it's something that is viable and people might enjoy. Yep. So yeah, tag Kathy on this stuff, right? That's yes, what we want. absolutely. Okay. Kathy right. Tag the hell out of her. Kathy yeah. Romano eleven, and then uh, the what is the hashtag? Um, so there's Kathy's activities, and then you know fall activities, winter activities. But if you do Kathy's activities, we can kind of loop it all in. Cool. All right. Here there's a company called Slip Pot Bonsai, and they're actually known for their bonsai and beer events. They go to different breweries around the area, and um, they do events there, but they're now offering virtual ove- virtual ove- <laughs> events as well as in person. So uh, tomorrow, January 29th, uh, the virtual beer and bonsai is Ooh. taking place. You can sign up uh, by noon on Friday, and then you pick up your beer and supplies for the workshop at Town Tap by Conchahawken Brewery Company uh, in Havertown. You then Zoom at 6 o'clock and you put together and style and learn how to care for a bonsai tree. I love bonsai. I know know I'd kill them, but they're so cool looking. Um, So then they're also offering a virtual kids workshop. So uh, the kids don't get the beer, but they do get the bonsai tree. Uh, And this one actually is will be delivered to your home. If you're within 15 miles of Drexel Hill, uh, they're going to deliver all of the materials that you need for this Zoom workshop uh, to your house. So participants receive a healthy two-year-old pre-bonsai tree, ceramic pot, soil, wire, clippers, and instruction to style and care for your very own bonsai tree. It's a one-hour Zoom, uh, and you'll schedule that with the company. Uh, you can go to slippotbonsai.com for more details and to sign up. And then on February 11th, they're having an in-person event at the Puddler's Kitchen and Tap in Bridgeport, <sighs> Pennsylvania. Again, all of the information on their website. Did you say Puddler's? 
Yep. Yeah, Puddlers. It's Puddlers? I think so. Okay. That's what it says. That's right up our alley, Preston. Yeah. Puddlers, what is it? Kitchen? Kitchen okay. and tap yeah, in Puddlers. Bridgeport. Okay. Oh, I think maybe it's probably pronounced Puddlers. Puddlers. And not Puddlers. Pud. Uh, but anyhow. This is, this is as long as Pud is involved. Exactly. I'm happy. <laughs> Every Saturday and Sunday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the Berwyn Indoor Outdoor Market. Now, it's indoor and it's outdoor if it's 40 degrees or higher. So it's not going to be outdoors this weekend. Uh, but it's free admission, free parking. It's a vintage market and it includes things like antiques, collectibles, vintage fashion, jewelry, textiles, primitives, gem, uh, gemstones, all of that. It's at 260 Swedesford Road in Berwinchester County and you can go to philafleamarkets.org for more information. But that's every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the Briarbush Nature Center in Abington. They hold something called Magic Mornings, and it's an indoor-outdoor program for kids ages 2 to 5 to join with their parent, with an adult. Uh, they explore outside, they walk through the Nature Center, they do crafts, play games, tell stories. Cool. And each week, there's a new theme. So, uh, you, your kid can go every week, and there'll be a different theme. This week is uh, qu- films from Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, 2 to 5 years oh, old. Oh, no, it's Kill yeah. Bill, volume More two. things like Sesame and oh. stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, masks are required. So even though they're young kids, they are going to have to wear a mask. And you can register on their website at briarbush.org. This is like a little place that I had no idea was there until, you know, I had a kid. And, and Jace uh, used to go to these things there. It's cool. This, where is this again? It's in Abington. Okay. It's outside of Puttington. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so this is something that you can do from home. Hammer and Stain is offering home kits, which include your choice of a custom wood project, colors, and all of the materials that you'll need to do this. In My wife has home. done this. They, they, yeah. they do a lot of a charity. They'll offer up charity uh, events, and, and she loved it. Yeah, so there's like um, board and brush. I yeah. did that was on uh, one of my holiday activities list. It's similar. Tango and cash. It's <laughs> similar to that, but it's uh, it's called hammer and stain. Yeah. Um, and so what you do, this is their at home kit. So um, what you do is you place the order. Uh, it starts the ordering starts on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and it closes Tuesday at 11 p.m. So within those couple of days, you have to place your order, uh, and then you can pick up. Sometimes they'll deliver based on where you live. Uh, you pick up the following weekend from when you place your order. Cool. Uh, and then, yeah, you have everything at home. You have instructions uh, to do this at home. And I love this. Uh, I have a code for you. If you enter crafts, you get 10% uh, off three kits or more. So if you're ordering for a few people, uh, a few family members, maybe your girlfriends are going to come over and do this, uh, you can get 10% off. Now, I found this information at hammerandstainedholland.com. However, um, there are a number of these locations that are offering the at-home kits. Uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, All people right. rave on it. Next one up. In uh, January and February, the Lucky uh, Cupcake Company in Peddler's Village is selling activity kits uh, for kids or for yourself. It's for adults, too. Uh, they're offering a uh, in-person baking classes as well, but uh, you can choose from the different theme classes and kits. So the kits are to take home the classes. You go to their location. Uh, but the different themes include Super Bowl, Mardi Gras, uh, Winter, Valentine's Day, and they have a few more on their list as well. So January 28th, that's today. Uh, chocolate bomb making workshop. Nice. Oh boy. Uh, like I said, you can you can order the kits for home, but uh, on February 10th, that'll be their next in-person. That's a Valentine's Day sweets class. February 11th is Valentine's Day cocoa bomb class again there. And then... 
February 15th is Love for Baking Winter Camp. For more information, you can go to the event page on theluckycupcakecompany.com. You know, it occurs to me that if anybody listening right now um, is not a part of this activities list, but thinks that they should be and could be that they maybe should call the Love You Help You line and let our listeners know about your activity. That's that a good way. idea yeah. to get the word out. Yeah. Okay, so if you like baking, here's another one. The Homemade Bakers Club. It's a monthly subscription. You know how you get those meal boxes? Yes, yeah. So this is a baking box. Uh, and it includes everything you'll need to make the treat. So pre-measured, non-perishable ingredients, a recipe booklet. It comes with an ingredients card as well, too. So if you want to remake the dessert after you do it this initial time, you'll have everything you need. Uh, items include parchment paper, toothpicks, canned and jarred ingredients, uh, whatever's needed to make the dessert. Uh, so February's theme is frosted sugar cookies, mar- March is mint chocolate chip cheesecake brownies. Yeah, so you can go to home. Watch those toothpicks, though, right, Preston? (laughs) I know, seriously. Uh, Homemadebakersclub.com is where you can uh, get the subscription. This is good. So this is something that we talked about, actually, when I went and did this, but it was pretty cool. Crossing Vineyard and Winery in Newtown, Pennsylvania, is a 200-year-old estate. They hold a number of events throughout the year. They stay open through the winter. Not all vineyards do. Uh, So on February 4th, they're having their tarot card reading and wine tasting at the vineyard. Uh, We talked about it when I went. It was pretty cool. They take Tarot card reading right there? Yep. yep. Um, And you can sign up by going to crossingvineyards.com. And they also have other uh, wine tasting events if you're not into the tarot card. I see drunkness in your future. (laughs) (laughs) Where's where's Crossing Vineyards? Uh, It's in Newtown. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. And then this one is so cool. So this was one where uh, somebody sent it to me on Facebook and I was like, this is a really cool name and then I looked at the event and I was like this is a really cool event so it's charcuterie chic Philly they're offering a virtual Valentine's Day workshop on Preston's eyebrows lifted up yeah Uh Uh so Preston it's basically customized charcuterie boxes and boards that you can order through them so they go shopping for you they get all of the stuff that you'll need and they put it in a box you can take it home enjoy it right out of the box they have a personal box or if you're having like a small gathering um, they'll put instructions in there and help you to tell you you know how to set it all up, but all of the ingredients are in there. You don't need to do the shopping. Wow, okay. And how much does something like that cost? And you know you what? Know? The, pr- the prices are not that bad, so okay. it ranges from $20 up to like you know, she said right now. Bucks. Yeah, they're doing a couple hundred bucks. But like, if they're when they do catering events, obviously it'll you know gets yeah. larger than that. But right now they're not doing those catering events; more just smaller gatherings. Okay, so yeah, there's a little bit of crafting to that involved if you want yeah. to make it look nice and everything. Exactly, mm, crack so, it right into my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but this um, Valentine's workshop that they're doing—it's an hour-long workshop, uh, and it's filled with charcuterie cheeses, you know, a bunch of other you know nuts and fruits and jellies and things. They got like olives. That. All right, hang on. So the the, the work workshop that they're doing is it virtual or is yes, it so, okay. so the workshop is virtual and what you'll do is uh you can go to their instagram page the link in their bio on their instagram page will take you to their events um and what you do is you'll place your order uh and then you'll have to pick it up the day before so on february 9th you pick it up the location is 19th and market they'll give you the exact address once you place your order uh you pick it up there and then you'll join in on the zoom workshop on february 10th they said it's a good uh galentine's day or couples event to do together Maybe uh, Marissa can pick that up for me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she could. Yes, she could. Uh, yeah. So they have uh, two models running this joint. No, th- those, uh, those are, are gorgeous. Those are the ladies. the owners. Uh, their names are Farah and I didn't Sarah. Mean those is in. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, they're very pretty. Yeah. That's not a good picture though, Nick. But yeah, they're pretty stunning. Yeah. Steve, here I'll pull this up one. Uh, uh, there's a better uh, picture. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, charcuterie photos, but uh, wow. yeah, beautiful yeah. young women. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so cool. So, so order. 
No, that's okay. To order the charcuterie box, uh, you can go to charcuteriechic.com. And then finally, there is a cooking uh, decorating class that's taking place at the Mercantile at Doylestown. They're offering cookie decorating for parents and their kids. You have to RSVP on their website. So this is an in-person. It's a Mommy and Me cookie decorating. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and you can go to mercantiledoylestown.com to sign up, uh, and then you pay at the door. But there is a cupcake decorating for young adults on February 11th and the 25th, and then a Mommy and Me cupcake decorating on February 17th, hot chocolate bomb making for young adults on February 18th, and all of that uh, on their website. You know, take some of this stuff out for a spin, because I would say that this holiday season was enhanced because I did a couple of the Kathy's Recommendation uh, you know, items or, yep. or, or experiences, and like the like the train is going to be a standard. Yeah, now. yeah. So cool. So right? I mean, there's there's uh, there's a lot of stuff there, and you say, oh, is that kind of my? Like, give it a shot. And uh, she's got one more. But do you have a question first? Uh, a follow up. So uh, finish up. Yeah, list. sorry, okay. I, ha- I have one more. Um, one more. Here we go. Yeah, so it's a small local business in Evesham. Uh, it's called Chocolat. Uh, and they're having a live truffle making and wine pairing event. Oh, this is Whoa. my wife and I could get into this. Yeah. The- <laughs> Now, this is an in-person event, and it's at the Morning Glory Farmette in East Sham Township. It's run by Sloth? A Philadelphia chocolatier will be instructing guests in truffle making. Participants will be making their own truffles. Uh, and then they'll be pairing it with wines from the White Horse Winery in New Jersey. Mm. In addition, they'll be teaching how to infuse chocolate-covered strawberries. Uh, it's a socially distanced event outside. So it's on a covered patio with heaters. Hand and foot warmers will be provided. Um, spots are limited be- because they are social distancing. Uh, but it's a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day with friends or a special someone, they say. Uh, the cost is $45 per person. And what's the day? For this? And this is on February 13th, and okay. the website is getchocolat.com. So it's G E T C H O C O L A T.com. You can get more information, and then the link for the Eventbrite uh, event is up there. And where is that again? This is in Evesham Township, New Jersey. It's like Marlton, New Jersey, right. around that area. Gotcha. And that's it? And that is what we yeah. have for this activities. Keep you busy for the uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good, especially some Valentine's Day focused things. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's, uh, I, I really enjoyed that, Kath. Um, I have a follow up question because you and I have talked off air a little bit about uh, skiing in our area, and um, this is something that I would like to try to do a little bit more this this winter. But I I know that because of the rush to get outdoors and to get some of the slopes, and because of COVID restrictions, overcrowding is a bit of a problem at some of the ski slopes. So I'm curious as to whether or not you have that down the road or if you've had any success anyplace because I'd, I'd like so to try he- to find a place where crowding isn't a problem. Yeah, you know what's funny is the reason why I started to find all of these, one of the reasons why I started to find all of these activities was because I tried a few times to go skiing and if you don't buy your tickets in advance, you're not going. Mm -hmm. So like I tried a few to buy, like, you know, on Friday I was like, oh, maybe we'll go Saturday or Sunday. No. Everything is completely sold out. I think that's what everyone's doing. They can get outside and go do something. So uh, most of the mountains are selling them ahead of time and they're selling out because people want to get out there and they, they do have to limit the amount of lift tickets that they sell. There's a lot of mountains. Just go pick one. <laughs> you know, do you need, do you absolutely need a trail? I mean, just, you know, can't you make it through the trees? Just don't hit them. So we've been going to Spring Mountain. We do the after school program um, for kids. It's, How's that going? Awesome. But also, that also sells out. So I just signed up for the um, second session and like some of the days are already sold out. So that's a good way to get the kids, you know, on the mountain. If you have kids and you want to teach them how to snowboard or ski, um, Spring Mountain is by far my favorite 
teaching mountain for sure. Um, but there are, Nick, there are a number of the mountains that are uh, limiting the amount of lift tickets, so it's not overcrowded. There are some that are way overcrowded yeah. that I think are just selling, and uh, it's taking. I heard people say that it's taking them forty minutes to an hour to get from <sighs> the bottom of the hill to the top. Yeah, maybe maybe try during the week too. I guess you know, if you, if you have that option. But uh, weekend skiing apparently in Pennsylvania right now is just it's just jammed. Yep. Yep, exactly. Cray cray. All right, Kath, thank you very much. Nice. Nice. Yay. All that works. No. Good stuff. And by the way, I like those online courses and things like that we did. I haven't done one of those specifically, but my friend's son is a mixologist, and we had a bunch of us couples uh, get on, and, and he taught us to make some drinks. We had some drinks. We had some fun. It was really cool. You had fun? Very enjoyable, yeah. So huh. if you're if you're with a good group, it can be a blast, especially while you're, you know, learning something, especially if you get to eat or drink that thing that you're learning about. <laughs> yeah. hammered. It's pretty sweet. So uh, that's why the charcuterie thing sounds kind of interesting to yeah. me. I might want to do that. Um, I did see the story we have some time to play yeah. with. So, uh, yeah, I saw this. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, more than a million Beijing residents undergoing coronavirus testing amid a fresh outbreak have been administered now Anal swabs. Right. I saw this. <laughs> I saw this. Which yeah. are considered more accurate and raise the chances of detecting COVID-19. I saw it and I was like, is this real? Mm. Anal swabs are real. <laughs> yep. And uh, apparently it's more uh, accurate. So, yeah, yes, that's what they're saying. Uh, the problem is, is getting your ass up in the car window. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the drive-through. The drive-through thing. <laughs> Could you You're imagine that? You can't go alone. You need to drive. Right, you you got to take off your seatbelt. You got to be your pants. Seat. You got to put your pants down. Stick it out the driver's side. <laughs> uh, key districts began a mass testing drive on Friday after a nine-year-old boy had tested positive for the more virulent strain of the virus. Uh, the health authorities in the Chinese capital said that they were aiming to screen more than two million people in forty-eight hours. Anal swabs have been in use since last year, including in the major port city of Shanghai. But the method is uh, so far reserved for individuals in potential COVID-19 hotspots. It's a Q-tip that's six feet long. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. They got to get up to your throat (laughs) uh, through your butt. Uh, Yep. That's Listen, always, what are you uh, what are you doing after this? That's always a fun experience when they have to uh, anything anal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just. I tell you what, I'll take the anal over the uh, over the the, the the down the throat, trying not to gag. Uh, the uh, really that one sucks too. Yeah, uh, because you, you big fan. Yeah, such that that reaction to it. Uh, I when whenever they try to do a culture. Yeah. in my throat, it's. I mean, I can't help it. My gag reflexes. Like hair trigger. Yeah. What made me pass out when I did the uh, the yeah. ENT visit uh, a week or so ago? You had, when I was getting checked for the, um, the you know, and I had the, the prostate cancer years ago, they, the, one of the things they had me do, and, you know, Dr. Mike, God bless him, make sure he's thorough as possible, but they basically stuck uh, a still up my ass <laughs> and, and bang, 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 the machines are dang, 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 <laughs> you know, and I have moonshiners waiting for the wine to come, uh, the, the whiskey to come out my ass. Uh, but it was, uh, that was weird and interesting. I, well, there was a time when I had an issue with my vocal cords and I went to a, an ENT and he wanted to look down my throat and started to go down with a, um, uh, you know, a camera to get down in there. And I'm telling you. Before any contact was even made, yeah. just the idea of having something uh-huh. go in your mouth, back to the back part of your tongue, started to make me react uh, yeah. and, and start to gag. And he's like, "Okay, we'll do the nose then." Right, so right. I had to go to the nose, which sucks too. Yeah, 
I've actually, I have to say, I've gotten good at it because I had, uh, I had the the achalasia, you know, uh, surgery for, yeah. uh, and 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 in prep for that, they had to do that a couple times because I'm like, all right, let's let's do this sucker. Yeah, there. Uh, when my daughter having Crohn's, there there are some kids who have to get these um, antibiotics that are that are put in through their uh, uh, a regular yeah. nose. It's it's a tube that goes in through their nose, and they have this thing that constantly you know gives them nutrition and so on, and 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 besides the the antibiotics, but I think. I think it's antibiotics, but it might be nutrition as well. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, they just get used to it. You know, they After just a get while, used to having it shove it up your nose down into your <laughs> stomach. What a world. What a world. I'm telling you, man. I mean, Matt Cord was uh, telling us the other day because he has to go. He works for the Sixers. And so uh, oh, yeah. the NBA is really strict about testing, which makes sense. But uh, I think he's been tested 29 times in the last month. Right. Or something yeah. like that, you he know, gets and, it constantly. Yeah. Right? And it's the right thing to do, of course. But uh, he loves those anal swans. He does. I wonder if he'll start he asking for the butt it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Probably. Because of that. If that's <laughs> We know Matt. <laughs> I mean, I know him pretty well. I think so. <laughs> it's an option now. So, uh, no, I, I just had no idea that this is so. Maybe coming to us soon. Yeah, you never know. Anal swabs uh, for testing. Let's find out. All right, listen. I want to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us. It's an MMRBQ weekend pit party edition. Listen for your chance to win your way up front, and we really mean right up front. As MMR puts you in the pit to see Shine Down, Billy Idol. Larkin Poe and Aaron Jones, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, sit where you want for the GA half of the day. For Dirty Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cub, and local shots artist, Vixen77. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the info and another chance to win tickets. MMRBQ 2023. Eight great bands, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage, and more. Don't miss it. Tickets start at just 25 bucks. On sale now via Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, I wanted to go back to the um, Little Nas X uh, thing from Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was doing a performance, and apparently he like did like a squat maneuver. Right, so he's holding on to the pole. Yeah. He goes down low, spreads his legs out, and when he gets up, you can see he knows, oh, there's too much air coming in there. Just ripped right down the middle. Right, right. And I'm guessing, yeah. I'm assuming he didn't, he wasn't wearing underwear, and that's why he had to have this. his hand there, because underwear, big deal, whatever. Yeah. But he had to have been hanging yeah. out, and so he had to put his hand down there for the rest of the performance. So, <laughs> uh, I've, I've never had a full-on... Like ripped pants moment where you just like you just completely torn. I have. I've, I had have had like jeans over time where you look down and you're like oh my god there's a hole down there you know right oh you're like I never well, yeah I never do that how yeah. long has that been there right you know? right and jeans will do that after a while in certain yep. areas. My sister in law had to escort my brother out of a wedding because uh, no. he, well he my brother he'll he'll dance you know at weddings yeah, yeah. he's not afraid to get on the dance floor and, and he must have done like a booty drop or something I don't know what he did but literally <laughs> and he was in the wedding so he split the pants all the way up and it was towards the end of the night and he was just there and she goes I'm looking at him and like he, he did have underwear on but she's like his underwear were just it, hanging out like the whole thing was ripped up so she just stood behind him and was like okay it's time to go and like they had to walk out of the wedding with her following behind him. Hey, a text from somebody reminded me, and it was here, uh, Lenny Kravitz. W- wasn't that here? I think I it was. No. He was wearing no underwear. And his dong came flopping yeah, out. Oh, it wasn't here. here. I thought you meant at our radio I, I saw it. 
Scorsese. So did I. I was like, I don't think no, I might have remembered that. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was at a concert. It might have been at the Man. I'm not 100 sure. Okay, because I saw footage of it. I thought it was like the American Music Awards or something like that. It was that. outside. It was definitely on a stage. I think it might have been here, President. It whatever it was. Been. Yeah. And but regardless, he's he's wearing his usual Lenny Kravitz tight pants. Right. And Lenny's whole unit came out and the whole thing from what I well, understand. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was in Stockholm, but uh, the, oh, it was in Stockholm. Yeah. That's here. That's so Stockholm yeah. is the is the second New Jersey. Hey, right. you know what? This area was a big, big concentration of Swedes, uh, especially yep. in the earlier days. Right. So you could yeah. see the mistake. Wait, right. remember Jackie Bam Bam? I forgot about it. You reminded me not that long ago. His there was a slit in his uh, leggings that he wore, and his guys just came flapping I out. I know. You saw this. I, I saw it. it. Oh, my God. I saw it. Because he did the, like, leg up. They <laughs> fell out. Remember, we debated on whether or not he did it on purpose. You said it almost knocked you out, right? Oh, they just flew out. I've seen his butt crack. I've never seen his, uh, I've never seen any of his uh, equipment. I mean, you could just see the contours through his pants oh, well, all the that, time. Yeah, I yeah. could probably give a sketch artist yeah. a pretty good description, but you know I haven't it seen like. it in the quote-unquote flesh before. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me get some calls. I'm going to go to Johnny on the line one. Hey, Johnny, good morning. Uh, good morning, it, Preston. Good morning, it, sir. So you've had a, a ripped pants moment? Oh, uh, several. It's actually a running test with, like, a group of my friends. I blow out a crotch of pants, like, probably, like, at least monthly. I don't know. I have, I have like, a tiny waist and short inseam and, like, tree trunk legs. So it happens all the time. Oh, so, but yeah. There's a... I go, I go out, like, I'll just get, like, I, I know it's like a chicken and egg, but I get, like, a piece of pants, because I got to go work. Go ahead. Oh, we're losing you. Oh. Hang on, Johnny. We lost the last uh, few things you oh, said there. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So, so I, I, I just get cheap pants. I know it's, like, probably causing it, but I go out to Old Navy, and I try on a pair of pants, and I'm like, all right, these are good. The next size down, I was like, I'll give it a shot. I get them on, I'm like, well, oh, they're a little tight. <laughs> And I bend, I bend, do the bend down test, and it, boom! I'm telling you, like a gunshot, it went from knee to knee. The whole crack from knee to knee is just open. And so I just walked back to the counter, and I said, I don't know if you just heard that, but these pants exploded. And the, and the girl was like, uh, okay, and I just like I walked. Out. I didn't even buy anything. I just walked out. Wow! Yeah. Uh, okay. You guys ever do that? Do you ever give the Thanks. test? Where you, I, I saw buy a pair of pants. I like to see. <laughs> In fact, there's a new. There's an ad floating. There's this new suit company that says you could like do deadlifts and work out, and you know, and huh. and and because because it gives, you know, right. it has a little. Uh, and so I'll I'll do the you know if I get a pair of jeans can I you know no I want I probably, it to be just the right fit but I bend over and all that stuff that's a, it's a good idea yeah, to do yeah, that yeah, yeah, because yeah. the worst is if you get the wrong size <laughs> and then you bring it and then bring Dude. it home and then the first time you wear them you tear them I mean like I shop so often at like TJ Maxx and. Uh, Marshalls. Marshalls, they don't like. I mean, they have a dressing room, but it's not like a normal. It's so a Max and East dressing. Room. They have a dressing. I know rooms there? it's. I know, but it's not like a regular department store. I don't. What I'm trying to What's say different? here is what? Yeah, I don't. Tr- there's I a, don't there's know. a chocolate fountain. There's nothing different. 
You, you just don't want to try just, on there. I just don't want to try it on there. Also, uh, because it's easy to return, if you, but you probably don't return either. Uh, no, I know my size. So I just, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm wearing shorts today that I just kind of was like, oh, I think so. And uh, and they fit and, yeah. and they, they worked, but I, I rarely use a dressing room. Do you know your reason for hesitation in using a dressing room? Is it just a pain in the ass to put take clothes off and put them back on? Are you afraid of employees looking at your pee-pee? No, 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 no. I actually, I, I'll use a dressing room at, like, Macy's. I don't know. To me, that just seems like more like legit. Like it might be like a sanitary thing. I okay. don't know. Like, what are Mar- you doing in there that requires it to be spotless? Like, not. I don't know. Marshalls is just and TJ Maxx. And but by the way, I am a Maxinista. You are not a knock, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I love them. <laughs> it's just everything's just kind of like thrown there, you know. So I don't. Oh, like, you're oh, saying that they don't. Cluttering. They don't come in and 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 rehang the clothes or pull the old clothes. <laughs> Right? I'm guessing that, listen, I've had to use... Like half-eaten hoagies and stuff? No, you I, have to take it out because they give you a number. They're pretty strict, actually, at places like that. Because, are they? Where, Marshalls? Yeah, like, oh. because they'll give you the number and then they count your clothes when they bring it out. To okay. Make sure it's not, no one's shoplifting. Are you okay. saying that you've had more luxurious dressing room experiences? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My handkerchief pants that I bought at uh, Macy's, I tried those on. Would you like that. me to hold your testicles, sir, as you <laughs> try on these slacks? There are dressing rooms where they, like, treat you super nice, right? Like, they'll bring in champagne and crap, you know, if you want that oh, type of thing. if you go to the high-end place? Yeah, no, he's right. seriously, like, it, at a high-end, like, at a, 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 listen, I've been there, like, twice, you know, and it probably wasn't even for me. I probably Like Ross. Like, yeah, no, 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 not like Ross. <laughs> uh, you can dress best for less there. <laughs> you can. Well, when I've gone to, to purchase a suit or something like that, they're yeah. definitely yeah, nicer. Yeah, right. when they're, they're going to tailor you and measure you but and stuff I'm like that. I'm not talking about regular Ross. I'm talking about Ross Platinum, which right. is the Ross other. Ross Plus. <laughs> what is the, uh, what's the fanciest department store in the in the King of Prussia <clears throat> Mall? Not not uh, like um, Neiman owner. Marcus. Okay, yeah. Spencer's. Wait, uh, Neiman Marcus is the one that has the um, <laughs> piano player? Yes, yes. Know. Yeah, I guess There's so. a piano sure. right up front. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've sat in that dressing room waiting for either my ex-wife or my girlfriend to yeah. come out, probably not at the same time, <laughs> and I had, I was served a Fancy glass. meeting you here. <laughs> they give you booze? <laughs> yeah, glass no of champagne. That's because you have to spend like totally. $9,000 yeah. to buy yeah. one this thing. Will, this, will, this will numb the pain. <laughs> yeah. like your your mental anguish for spending that what, much money. On what do you do for a living? I work in radio. Give me that champagne. I actually used to... Um... I used to get it on with my girlfriend in the dressing room. Are you serious? Yeah, just specifically be like, hey, do you want to go pop in there real quick? Seriously. Swear to God. All right. What stores? Uh, Any store? uh, Ross? Department (laughs) stores. Like, uh, like... Not Macy's. Oh, God. what was... You would never defile Macy's. Macy's never. <laughs> never Macy's. No, Um. so at the Springfield Mall, the Target, what the freak did that store used to Boscov's? be? Boscov's? No, Boscov's is at Granite Run. Strawbridges? Strawbridges. Okay. Oh, I loved Strawbridges. Yeah, yeah I missed them. So we, yeah, we just kind of pop in there, which That's is crazy wow. because... How many times would you do this? We did it at least twice, I think three times. Just but this is not true you. Story. Ever discovered? Totally story. I can tell by the look on his face he's telling the no, truth. No, no, it's true. It, and and it's, it's also true. like... It's, it's true. It's But it's also like very weird because... You like people to watch. No, <laughs> she is like not... Like circumcised? No, no, no. She's not. Yeah, she's kind of like more on the goody goody side. So that, like, that was like for her. That was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be bad. But that's your ex. (laughs) I'm gonna be bad. I'm gonna be so bad. Let's go to Ross. 
Yeah. Casey, yep. you're then you're in in her edgy uh, yeah. time period. Uh, you, you're an icon in that world to her. Right. So. I want you to bone me at Wicks and Sticks. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> All right, hang on. I want to go back to the ripped pants. That's what we oh, were right. talking about. Well, oh, yeah. listen, if you I mean, bang yeah. in the changing room, yes. by all means. I want to hear sure about that. that, too. I will take uh, changing room stories. I'm going to go to Jason. Jason, you're on the air. Good morning. What's <laughs> 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 up, Jason? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. So I ripped my pants. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> Uh, I'm a truck driver. I, I move heavy equipment for a living, so I have to move these ramps. Yeah. So when I bend down, I got to bend down in like a, uh, say, like a three-point uh, position. Sure. Yeah. And I blew it out from the front <laughs> to the back before, <laughs> and I had to stop at a uh, thrift store <laughs> to get myself pants. And I went up to the counter to the lady, and uh, she said, do you want a bag? I said, no. I said, do you have a change room? I'm going to put these on right now. So, you know, you pull it. Now, that, people don't realize what it takes to blow out a pair of pants from front to back. Yeah. You're blowing out the entire seam yeah. from, from nuts to butt, as they say, all the way around. So how many times do you do this, Jason? Oh, I, I probably, I could probably count on two hands how many pairs of pants I've done. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot, man. I'm, I'm, kind, I'm kind of like, small. I'm like the other guy, small-waisted, big, big, big legs. So every time I go down... It just, I guess it's a lot of pressure down there. Yeah. Jason, may, may I ask why at this point you don't keep extra pants in your vehicle? I, I actually started doing that. Night, <laughs> 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 that's a good I call. The whole thrift store yeah. thing, I, I figured I'd maybe I'd grab one or two pairs while I was there. Sure. All right, a thanks, backups. Jason. <laughs> Do you guys keep up uh, backup clothing anywhere, like in your car? or I probably should. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a good idea. You do? What, what do you keep in there? I always keep a, like what I'm wearing right now, like a sweater in my trunk if I go to a restaurant or somewhere. Extra bra and panties. No, in case it's cold, because if I'm cold, it will ruin my day, night experience wherever I am. So right. I always keep, you know, even in the summertime, if you go somewhere and the air conditioning, right. it, you know, is pretty low. So I always, yeah, I always have a sweater. In I, used to have, I used to have backup clothes in my, my golf bag. I haven't played in a couple of years because of my shoulder, but I always had all kinds of backup stuff ready to go. And there were times where I wasn't even playing golf and I needed something and I had it in my golf bag because it was always in my trunk. I forget the golfer I saw who had... Um Preston, he had uh, so when you lifted up the back of the trunk, the actual trunk, the mm-hmm. the what what do you call the actual uh, the, the, the door, the lid, the, the or lid, whatever right. you call it. Yeah, under that there was a key, and that would come down, and there were folded like shirts and, and like. Oh art. no, kidding! Yeah, yeah like a like a like, dresser of sorts exactly. underneath there. That that's would come cool. down. It was very cool. I like I'm that. like, wow, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm a little cluttery right now, uh, but normally I like to have at least one blanket, one ball, <laughs> uh, uh, and a change of clothes. Well, okay. You know, I, you need to have like a sweatshirt. Uh, um, Definitely some underpants in case you poop your pants, you know. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you go commando? Do you go commando? Never. Never. I I go probably about... 30% 30% of the time. When, right. I, when I'm wearing jeans, I do a lot. I'm going to start doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hang on. I got This is not ripped pants. This is wardrobe malfunction, but i got to hear this story. I'm going to go to Gary, no. uh, who's on the phone lines. Hey, Gary, good morning. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> they were real. Scary. <laughs> okay, Gary, tell this story. It's about your wife, right? Yeah, all right. So we used to run with the ambulance squad here in town, and I'm not going to say the town. Um, but back in the day, we had these jumpsuits that we could wear instead of, you know, regular uniform. Uh-huh. So middle of the night, we get popped out for a cardiac arrest. <clears throat> My wife gets this station. I get this station. We get in the rig. We go to the house. 
and she must not have zipped this thing up all the way because she's doing CPR. And <clears throat> I'm just watching the zipper work its way down. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's a voluptuous gal. And boom, boobs came out. Oh, wow. While, give it, while CPR doing the chest compressions. Uh, yep. Oh, my goodness. In the bra or did they pop out of the bra too? No, she didn't put a bra on. It was, it was in the middle, <laughs> it was of, the middle of the night. It was the middle of the night. They just threw their suits on. Oh, my, my God. goodness. This so, will start your heart. So what did you what did you do? Did you tell her and, and take over, or what <laughs> happened? Fortunately, we had a third. I, I was on the, the mask. <laughs> okay. Um, we had a third. He jumped in. She quick zipped it up. And <laughs> That's amazing. As red as I've ever seen a person turn red. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. That's a great story. That's All a good right. way to shock someone back. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, there can be times where it's uh, you're you're in like Nas was on stage and you have Will here who had it at a at a, a pretty inconvenient place. Hey, Will, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks, everybody. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? So, senior prom, um, rent rent the tux, whatever. We rented the limo because we were driving from South Jersey to the Bellevue in Philadelphia. And so, go to the guy, my friend's house, get all the pictures taken, whatever. We all get in the limo. Okay, and there's about six of us there. So, we're about three minutes down the road. And out of the blue, my one friend looks at me. He, he says, Will, I think your pants are ripped. <laughs> and I said, where? He goes, he go, and my prom date goes, uh, sit up for a little bit, and sure enough, they were split on the seam from the back to nearly the front. Oh my god! And you, <laughs> and, had, you have the whole night ahead of you, right? It's just like, oh my god, what are we going to do now? They were on the seam. Thankfully, and our limo driver and I forget his name to this day, but our limo driver he goes, "I have a sewing kit." So, what? you know, we're, we we get to the Ben Franklin Bridge, and my date goes, "Take off your pants yeah. and, and kill and, yourself <laughs> and jump." And jump. Get to the Ben Franklin, and sure enough, she does a speed job on the sewing. And all that, and so by the time we got to prom, my pants were back on, and this it, the show job held up, held up for the for the rest of the for the rest of the night. But it, I mean, but there I am, there I am in the, half my tuxedo with other prom dates, just sitting in my underwear, like just waiting for my pants. Oh, Let me ask you, Will, did you marry that girl? I mean, talk about it. Was- uh, uh, no, no, I no, I, I don't speak to her any. Don't speak to her any. <laughs> She's got the goods on you. That's yeah. a great story, Will. Thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. Right, That's a, a smart driver having a, uh, yeah. a so kid. I would imagine they're taking people in to formal occasions all the time. So yes, it's a smart idea. Well, wait, remember when I? I just forgot. I mean, I just remembered this uh, when I was doing the routine, the salsa routine, and my top came off. Oh yeah, remember yes. the snap snapped and came down. And I mean, fortunately, I did have a, a form of a bra on. So you have audio like of that, Kathy. Bare nipple. I remember that there was video of that. that oh got, yeah, there, there was. was there yeah, was got video. Confiscated. Yep my my friend Bud was taking because when you do those things, I mean, there's nine million cameras, and yeah. he used to record all of the performances, and he was recording. And I remember I just I <laughs> went down. I was supposed to go down to the floor with like my leg out, and I went down like a couple of beats early. And I remember my partner looking at me like. What are you doing? Uh, the choreographer of I could see her. She was like, "What are you doing? You rarely mess up." And I quick. I mean, it was 
I don't even know how this happened. I quick redid it behind my neck. It went, the 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 hook and I went right in, and I stood back up, and we finished. And they were all like, what just happened? Wow. wow. Uh, Casey, we have uh, Mary on the phone line who has uh, similarly ducked into uh, changing uh, rooms before. Okay. Hi, Mary, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Mary. Okay, so you've been to some of the same places as Casey, I see. I have, yes. All right, where did... Where'd... I can confirm between TJ Maxx and Macy's, my husband and I have frequented both dressing rooms together, hmm. and I can confirm that Macy's is, yes, a nicer dressing room. Okay. They are bigger. Yeah. The couches are nicer and softer. Couches? What? In the Macy's dressing room, yeah. There's like- Casey, you're missing out. There's couches in they the Macy's dressing room. They must have couches in the, in the women's section because they ain't no couches in the men's section. Well, I mean, it's nicer to get bent over, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well then, go go it's to the nicer to get bent over. Go to a Tom McCann because the thing that the shoe salesman sits on is slanted. <laughs> hey, hang on, Mary. So let me ask you this: Are these these changing rooms? You know, some changing rooms you go into, they're almost like bathroom stalls where the bottom isn't completely covered, and you can see the feet from the, per- the person in the room next to you. Uh, or do you have complete privacy, four walls altogether? So this, no, it's kind of the same. There's four walls, but the doors are. Like, the doors don't go all the way to the floor. Right. You can, yeah, you can see feet underneath. Oh, I always thought that that was, that was part of the uh, security protocol. That they, they, they kept <laughs> yeah, those maybe. so that you couldn't, um, you know, differ- so you couldn't bang in the Right. Room. Hey, uh, which which Macy's and TJ Maxx are you going to? Are you are you in Delco or are you somewhere else? Uh, no. Um, Chester, Montgomery County. Okay. So is this a She's thing for <laughs> Is this a thing for you and your husband? Like, do you guys uh, seek these out as sort of um, pleasure-seeking? No, no. It was, you know, we've been together for a long time. We've been married for a long time. And there have been times where it's like we're finally out. We have we have a couple kids and we're finally out without the kids on, you know, like once every five years. And I was shopping for a bathing suit for a vacation. And he was like, hey, let me see how it looks. So I said, okay. And, you know. (laughs) Uh, Hang on a second. I'm going to go. This looks fun. Uh, Go back to rip pants. I have Dennis on the line. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, thanks, man. We appreciate it. it says you're you're a police officer. Uh, I am, sir. All right. Well, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. What's your story about uh, your your pants getting ripped? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I live uh, around a big city. Uh, we'll call it Schmeldadelphia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I used to take the train to court because traffic was so crazy, and I would wear my uniform. We always used to wear uniforms to court. Right. And I, I didn't realize it, but when I sat down, I must have split my pants. And I'm in full uniform. Now, when I got to court, I had to testify. So <laughs> when you go to testify, you have to walk past pretty much everybody that you're testifying with. And, you know, there's cops behind you, your peers looking at you and everything. And I'm walking down, and I get down to see, and I see people chuckling, and I have no idea why. So I continue. I do my testifying. I get done. I come back down. And then my partner at the time, like, you know, in a, you know, we'll call it a real mature way, let me know that my pants were split. <laughs> and I reach back and realize it, and now I look back, and the entire courtroom is chuckling. Oh, oh my God. Walked in front of the full police uniform oh. with a is, pair of split pants. It was, it was oh, great. Oh, that's terrible. Is that what you call playing on the sympathies of the court? If you, uh... <laughs> absolutely. If you're absolutely. being uh, yes. played to my best. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Appreciate you checking in from Schmilladelphia this morning. <laughs> See you guys. Take care, man. Uh, let me go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning, sir. Hi, how you doing? Good. What's up, Steve? 
Um, I rip my pants a lot, but um, <laughs> or used to, because uh, I've been funny. My ankles are all screwed up, but that's a different story. So, all right. <laughs> I was chaperoning my son's class trip oh, no. um, to William Penn's house. Okay. And I was bringing up the rear of the line, like the slow, the kids that are like, you know, staring at trees and like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so one of them had an untied shoelace, so I, I bent down awkwardly to tie it and oh. ripped my pants from pretty much knee to knee all around the crotch area. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And the kid, the kid, so the kid looks up at me in horror. I just keep tying the shoes, and then I... I was I didn't know what to do, so I I just awkwardly actually said the words, "Don't tell anybody. This will be our secret." Oh, my <laughs> God. oh dear God! Yeah. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> this is just for us. Oh my so God. let me ask you, what was the underwear situation like that day? Oh no, always underwear. Okay, right. was did your did you did you say it was your son's uh, field trip? Yeah. Uh, did it he find like out about the ripped rip. pants? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I had to like, I had a uh, like a sweatshirt. Yeah. I had to like walk with it like tied around me in the front, like, <laughs> yep. like an apron. Yep, 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 yep. You do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm just into yeah. grunge. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, right. I'm yeah, into grunge, grunge now. thing. Nice. I had uh, Marissa pull this because it was uh, perfect for this. So those are SpongeBob fans. I my pants. It's a whole song. I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I ripped my pants. When Big Larry came around just to put him down. The off chance that my son was listening, I wanted to play that. We will sing this every now and then. no girl wants to dance with a fool who went and ripped his pants. I'm going to go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you all doing? Good. What's up, bud? So, yeah, not, not much. So, going back uh, late 80s when I got married at the Pinners down on Tarsdale Avenue. And, you know, we were having a good time at the wedding. And one of my buddies, Chuck, God rest his soul, he's, he's gone now. But he was a real jokester, this guy. So, yeah. he comes up. Hey, how you doing, Chuck? How's everything going? Oh, good. He says, you owe me seven bucks. <laughs> What's an odd number? What do I owe you seven bucks for? Well, Chuck was a jokester. He's in the men's room. And there's a guy in the men's room with him that has one of those talk, how are you, one of those talk box things. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. So Chuck said something, I don't know what it was, you know. The guy laughs, and as he laughs, this thing shoots out of his neck, Ugh. right? Lands into the uh, to the trash can with all, like a thousand paper towels on it. So, oh, so Chuck, Chuck panics. He's right on it, though, I got to tell you. I got to give it to him. He takes it to the trash can, turns it upside down, bends over to find this this guy's whatever the disc is or whatever that goes in his neck. You know? Yeah, yeah. As he bends over, he blows his pants out from front to back. Right? Ah. <laughs> so, wait a second. A the chain story. of events is the guy with the, what do they, the, they call cancer kazoos starts laughing, blows out whatever the transponder, whatever is in his throat. <laughs> that goes into the garbage. Your friend tries to help out and tears his pants. Blows it right out. Blows his pants right out. And he, the, the best thing is he finds the thing, right? And the way he, you know, God bless him. He, I wish he could tell it himself. The way he described it was he grabs it and just, like, pokes it right back into the guy's hole. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here we go. That's it. That's his yeah. story. So, so I'm getting to, to the point, like, okay, so I owe you seven bucks. But he didn't flinch. Went, went around a corner, 
to the Kmart, bought a pair of pants for seven dollars. <laughs> seven dollar pants. God. Kmart wars he had on the whole night. You know what I mean? Dude. That's, that's, that's a hell of a story. That's yeah. like a mad yeah. lens, you know? <laughs> All true. Seven bucks. I love it. All right, thanks, Chris. Show me your finest $7 pants. Appreciate it, man. Wow. That's, uh, all right, interesting. <laughs> it's like the CBS collection. And all the stuff like this happens at weddings all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, weird things. I, I We were watching a, a gal boobs slowly falling out <laughs> of her top while my wife and I were dancing and there was another couple like you know like two couples over I'm like I think she's going to I think her boobs are going to fall out and sure enough they did I didn't have the heart to go over and say hey by the way your boobs are hanging yeah. out somebody else did but I mean it happens hey, at knockers is swinging wedding receptions all the time that stuff wow. I think because you're being with the type of um clothing you don't wear often yeah. and you're inebriated a lot of times yep yep exactly all right well it was uh, an interesting uh, look at another wardrobe malfunction and it happened on SNL over the weekend the yep. little Nas X uh, recovered from it but thanks for sharing the stories we appreciate it we're going to take a break we'll be back in a moment stay with us Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Donate to Casey's team, the WMMR Rock and Rollers for the Bend to the Shore bike tour on July 23rd, benefiting the families behind the Badge Children's Foundation. Visit PrestonandSteve.com for more info. All right, tourists were left. Actually, one tourist was left clinging on for dear life after the glass panels of a 330-foot-high bridge in China were damaged to strong wind and strong winds. We were just talking about this. We were talking about this very bridge a little while ago, and uh, this notion came up, and watching this guy cling on for dear life, it's like, maybe I'll never go on that bridge. The glass-bottomed bridge is located at a resort built into the uh, Payan Mountain. A uh, terrifying image uh, purportedly shows a man clinging onto the railing after winds of up to 90 miles per hour blew away some of the glass panels on Friday. 
Uh, the man was stuck on the bridge for a brief period of time. He crawled to safety, guided by firefighters, police, and forestry and tourism workers. Uh, the man was later taken to the hospital where he has been receiving psychological counseling following the ordeal. Yeah. The images have been sh- since been shared uh, many times on Twitter where people have been expressing their horror. It's understood that the resort was closed for a brief period following the potentially fatal incident. Uh, Chinese mountain re- resorts are increasingly featuring popular glass bottom bridges as a way to attract tourists. So these are apparently popping up all over the place. So, quick question. Why were they allowing people to walk across the bridge when the winds were blowing at 90 yeah, miles an hour? A good question. A hiker in Missouri was seriously injured after being shot by a hunter who thought he was a turkey. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to see this guy. Official, I don't know why this happens all the time. Official said... Every time I go out, I get shot because people think I'm a turkey. They responded Saturday to a hunter-related incident. Rescue crews used utility vehicles to reach the man who eventually was... Makes airlift- me so upset. <laughs> airlifted to a trauma center. Uh, the hiker was in serious condition. Witnesses said they believed the shooting was a freak accident and that hikers sometimes wear bright colors to prevent being mistaken uh, yeah. for turkeys. I'm not a turkey! But sometimes, even while wearing bright, reflective clothing, these people will still get shot. Well, what happens is I think a lot of people, maybe new hunters, will be out there and they, oh, and then they just pull the trigger. Movement. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is pretty messed up. One person was killed. Another was injured after what uh, began as a water gun battle <laughs> ended in a shootout. That's cheating. Authorities said a group of youths were playing with squirt guns and water balloons at Kenwood Park around 5 p.m. when a fight broke out among the participants. The altercation rapidly escalated, and the sheriff's office said those fighting began exchanging gunfire. One victim collapsed on the scene. The 18-year-old was uh, rushed to a hospital but died of his injuries shortly after arriving. Yeah, second person who was wounded in the shooting left the scene before authorities arrived. He was later dropped off at a hospital with what uh, deputies described as non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, Detectives are reviewing surveillance footage and interviewing witnesses from the park. Have you seen these new little water guns? uh, They're awesome. They don't shoot, like, streams of water. They shoot little, like... Basically, like water bullets. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, have you, you know, used one? No, we but I want to get them. We should. Yeah. We should. We should have like uh, the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yeah. Uh, the Massachusetts man who authorities alleged faked suicide to evade prosecution on charges that he lied to secure federal stimulus loans agreed this week to plead guilty to conspiring to uh, commit bank fraud. David Stavely, fifty-three years old, agreed to a plea agreement. Uh, to admit to two of the seven counts he faces, conspiracy and failure to appear in court. I'm saying I should not be obligated to pay this back since I committed suicide. In exchange, federal prosecutors will dismiss counts of bank fraud, making false statements, and aggravated identity theft. Stavely faces up to 40 years in prison. Wow. Last May, he and David Butzker, uh, no, I'm sorry, (laughs) Butziger, which one is worse, became the first people in the nation to be charged with defrauding the CARES Act SBA Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, But Zeiger and Stavely, (laughs) who were listed as uh, owners of the former Remington House restaurant, were charged with conspiring to make false statements to secure the more than $500,000 in forgivable business loans and conspiring to commit bank fraud. Uh, Prosecutors allege at the time of their arrest that the men applied for loans and for businesses that weren't operating prior to the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Stavely claimed in loan applications seeking more than $438,000 that he had dozens of employees at three restaurants. Like, they didn't, they weren't even operating. It's amazing. And he was doing this. So, 
Uh, apparently, he was uh, he was released on a ten thousand dollar unsecured bond, but less than a week later, uh, they ordered him on home detention. Uh, and GPS monitoring after a woman he briefly dated accused him of harassing and intimidating her. Well, weeks later, they received an alert that Stavely's GPS monitor had been removed. Mm-hmm. An arrest warrant was issued. They launched a fugitive investigation. They recovered his vehicle with its doors unlocked, key in, ign- in ignition uh, near a beach in Quincy, Massachusetts. His wallet and credit cards were there. Driver's license were in the vehicle along with a typed and signed suicide note. They attempted to locate his body, but concluded he had faked his death and fled to avoid prosecution. I can't go on. My name is Bud Zeiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, investigators eventually located him in Georgia in a minivan with California plates. At the time, he was in possession of multiple forms of identifications and ID badges bearing different names. So uh, he was busted. The balls on these people. And then one last story. Let's end with this one. Two mariners with questionable nautical sense. Were saved from the ocean near Isla Vista on Saturday aboard their homemade boat constructed from buckets and kiddie pools. It was the male non-engineering students in their tw- early twenties crafted a makeshift boat from twenty home bucket Home Depot buckets. We can do this. Two plastic kiddie pools, plywood, and duct tape. They headed off to sea near Camino del Sur. They had uh, paddled. Uh, but they lacked wetsuits for the voyage in the ocean where the seas were calm, but water temperatures were approximately 55 degrees. The tide kept pushing them further and further from the shore, approximately 300 yards before county fire was summoned. <laughs> Look at this. Look I know, I've seen thing. it. Yeah, They thought the ocean was the right place to test this vehicle out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, not, a, not a lake. No, not a pool. Not a river. Notified approximately at 2 a.m., county fire dispatcher, water rescue team members, uh, and firefighters made contact with the wayward mariners about 30 minutes later and brought the pair safely to shore with no injuries. Ahoy! They were very fortunate that someone saw them. And a surprising sentence in this story, alcohol was not a factor in the bad boating decision, firefighters said. They were just stupid. Great ad for Home Depot, though. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson following through on a promise to co-parent their three-year-old daughter, True, by taking her to her dance class yesterday. Miraculously, though it was one in the afternoon, Thompson still managed to find two tub girls to have sex with. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia Uh, uh, Vilkander, who is uh, in Tomb Raider, says there might actually be a sequel in the works. Vikander says there is uh, still more story to tell, like the part where she gets paid for starring in a sequel. Uh. And finally, Lauren... Pumpkin Shannon, the eldest daughter of Mama June Shannon of Honey Boo Boo fame, gave birth to a baby boy yesterday. Proud father Bentley J. Eford told a reporter that, quote, Pumpkin done pissed a midget. Oh, nope. my God. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood drag. Living, breathing human beings sitting in our studio just to my left here, our first guest in 465 days. That blows my mind. I know. Yeah. I know, and it's great to be able to uh, welcome some people into our studio. So we are... Happy to uh, tell you about Is There Still Sex in the City at the Bucks County Playhouse. We would like to welcome the creator of Sex in the City, writer of 10 books and all kinds of great stuff, Candace Bushnell is here this morning. 
Good morning. Good morning. And along with Candace is the producing director of Is There Still Sex in the City? Mr. Alex Fraser is here. Great to be here. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining us. So, yeah, we're excited to have, you know, face-to-face, eye contact, all this uh, connectivity that we're going to get here in the studio. So thanks for being here, guys. Thrill. We appreciate it. Candace, um, ten books I had mentioned that uh, that you've written. Uh, when did you begin as an author? Just to, to to get a start, when when did you first put pen to paper and realize I can do this? I well, I was first published when I was nineteen. Wow! So I knew, and I talk about some of this in the in the show, but I knew very on as a as a kid that I wanted to be a writer, and then I just had to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And I started very early and struggled for a long time Uh, and then got the column Sex in the City. But I'd written quite a few. I was really developing, in a sense, Sex in the City, my style, all of that, all through my 20s. A lot of what became familiar to us as that article and what came uh, that column and became the show, you were sort of honing. We would recognize elements in earlier work of yours? Well, I started writing about some of the characters in Sex and the City actually in the 80s. Wow. Okay. So there were a couple of characters. I had names for them, like Amelita Almalfi is a character <laughs> who was in the first season and of the show. And that was a character I started writing about in probably 1988. Wow. When when did so you you it's funny because you 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 worked your way through so much of what is so intrinsically New York and the New York experience and uh I was telling Preston that you um you worked with Anna Wintour and and uh and that whole deal and we're we're massive fans of the Devil Wears Prada and and that whole dynamic. So you've lived a lot of the stuff that we are fascinated with. Um so you were born in Connecticut and and did did you just say it's got to be New York or nothing else? Uh, as a kid, I always planned to live in New York and be a writer because that's where the writers live. Right. Uh, you know, I grew up in in the suburbs, kind of the country, and nobody I knew was in any kind of a creative business. And, uh, you know, I just didn't come from a world where doing something creative was even considered a possibility. I mean, people would just laugh at you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then I went to college. For a year, and then I ran away to New York. I mean, it's it's to me, it's a ballsy move to do that. It was very ballsy, very ballsy. And I, when I look back on it, I think I, I was fearless. Yeah, I was just absolutely fearless at eighteen, nineteen, twenties, and that's how human beings are supposed to be. I mean, we are supposed to be fearless at that time and leave the nest. How did you get imbued with that? Did that come from your parents? They're both successful. Yes. Yes, they are. Um, or did, did it, it was no, did it spark I think with I you? Just, but I, you know, I think I was just one of those kids, like so many people who end up in New York. You feel like you're the one different person <laughs> in your town. Right, I mean, it's a town full is, of different people. That is the sort of universal story amongst. So many people who come to New York. I just felt a little different. Yeah, I just I had to go to New York and find my people. And Alex, being a theatrical producer, you're surrounded by people who were fearless and <laughs> saying, "I'm going to go to New York and do this." I was uh, raised in Memphis. And okay, my, my father was a kid in New York and grew up in New York. And the first time we went, I think I was eight years old, and I looked at him and said, 
Why did you leave? Yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible place. And we both went to New York when we were 17, in fact, okay. the same year. Mm-hmm. Well, coincidence. So is is there Sex in the City, um, the, the stage show, one-woman show? This is your debut on stage, correct, Hannah's? It is. Though I've, I've seen many interviews with you. You're a very dynamic speaker. You seem to have the ability to tell stories very effectively. But this is still a big hurdle. I think if I really thought about it, I probably would freak out because, <laughs> you know, for some, I, you know, this, this started, it was a little bit of a smaller idea. It was because I do a lot of lectures yeah, and I've been doing lectures for years and I'm, I'm, I have a side of me that's really lazy and I never, ever once sat down and wrote out a lecture. I would just get up and wing it and tell stories, which is Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, But that's what I did. So then I thought that this would probably be like a modified version of that. Then I showed up at rehearsal and I was like, wait, who are all these people? I got props. Yeah. I've got blocking. I have to talk on the phone. I actually have to act. Yeah. Even though it's from your experience, yeah, it's a yeah. different thing. Yeah, and I have to stick to the script yeah. as well. So it's 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 a lot, and I also realize it's not the kind of thing that everybody can do because you have to keep so many different things in your brain at the same time. You know, the blocking and the the emotion and. Yeah, the way you carry yourself, it. your movement, yeah, movements, oh, all that stuff. There's no way I could that. never do that. Oh, it's it, we are we we are amazed when people, you know, the, the classic one man, one woman shows oh. where you know, like what what be Goldberg did, or 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 when Patrick <laughs> Stewart Palmetary. did a Charles yeah. it. Uh, to me, it defies. We've attempted to cut thirty second promos for a local TV station, and you would have thought we were staging Moby Dick live. It was, <laughs> right. it was I mean, it just seems so impossible. But because this is so near and dear to you. It is your it, these your it's your 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 child basically that you're performing on, on stage. Yes. Does that help? It certainly does. Okay. It does. It, I wrote it. Uh, you know that helps, and and it is my story. Yeah. So, yes, that definitely helps. So, so the question that you ask is: There's still Sex in the City, and that's a good question to ask. Um, obviously there was the, the, the you know, you, you'd written this, w- did the, the idea of the one woman play start at the beginning of the writing of the, the, pro- cause this is, uh, well, the book. actually I, I started writing the book. Is there still sex in the city? I think I started writing it in 2017, okay. 2018. It came out in 2019 and it was really inspired by the reality of my life and the sex in the city woman. 25 years later yeah and it's it's really it's you know it's the same woman that i was writing about in sex in the city she was single in her 30s ambitious uh you know maybe looking for love or but really looking for herself and then what happened for me anyway and most of my sex in the city friends ended up getting married Having kids, I didn't have kids, but a lot of my friends did, and then having a more conventional life. So the the Sex in the City years are, are really now like a phase in women's lives, mm-hmm. 
And then what happened is I got divorced. I thought, oh, gosh, I'm the only one who's divorced. And then all of my friends ended up getting divorced as well. <laughs> you joined the party. You know, yeah. People who you think, oh, my God, they're so in love. <laughs> They have problems. And there are also a lot of changes that happen. There's a lot of loss in your 50s because, you know, just because of our human lifespan, yep. chances are you're going to lose a parent. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, if you get divorced, a lot of people have to move. They're really upending their lives that they've had for, you know, what they thought was going to be a pretty stable life. You know, that would go on where you really have to make changes in your 50s, move, find a new group of people. And what I found was that all of my Sex in the City friends, we all kind of came back. Isn't that wild? And what was interesting was that a couple of the characters who were my original inspiration for the characters in Sex in the City were, you know, were part of this group. And... So it was, again, a big group of single women. We're all in our 50s, even some of us in our early, you know, in our 60s. And once again, the same things happened. Everybody wants to start dating. <laughs> they want to know about relationships. Right. But the things have changed. There's the Internet. And, you know, because of porn, <laughs> people have... You know, there are things that we never would have thought would have been okay. For instance, younger guys being after older women. Yes. 25 years ago, that was like, ooh, it's a cougar or ooh, it's... But now, you know, people are much more open to different ideas. And there's this idea that an older woman, because of the MILF, is sexy Mm -hmm. and is also an object of desire. So one of the things that my friends and I found was, and we were looking at each other like, this cannot be, but it happened to all of us. We had like 23-year-old guys after us, and we would be like, is he flirting with us? <laughs> Does he know? Does he know? Was, it, was that was that the most? Was that one of the more pronounced? Because not only are you so the the original collective is back together. You have this dynamic that right. now it's aged by by some time, but there's still a lot of the same things that made you what you were then are still component parts of who you are now. Yes. But not only are you dealing with the the advancing of time. But the world, as you said, with the Internet and with things that have, you know, we hear of people who have, you talk about porn and porn addiction that have made, we, we, we talk about this on the air, of guys who believe, oh, what I just saw in that 30-second loop on my computer, that's what intimacy is. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with all that. Yes. And, yeah. and I make a couple of jokes about this in the show, but... Yeah, I mean, sex is, it's definitely changed in that sense. Like, I talk to young women, you know, oh, they hooked up with someone, and I'll say, how long was the hookup? Five minutes. <laughs> you know, the whole thing from beginning to end is five minutes. It's like, wait a minute, you need at least 30 minutes here. Right. But no one's got time. I, I got to go on my phone, you know. Right. I got to check Twitter. Yeah. Or 
TikTok, I suppose. Yeah. Candace, I, I watched the, the TV show, and, and all due respect to the Carrie Bradshaw uh, character arc, but I really, towards the end of the show, uh, found the, the character arcs of uh, Charlotte and Miranda and, and Samantha just more interesting. And, and there was more um, going on in their lives that I found personally uh, fascinating. Uh, and when you talked about older women hooking up with younger men, it just brought to mind um, Samantha and Smith on, on uh, mm-hmm. Sex in the City, the TV show. Did that... Uh, is it a case of life imitating art, imitating life for you? Well, that happens a lot. I mean, I, I actually, I had a husband who was 10 years younger. Um, so that was always kind of a part of my life, but yes, there's, is there's a lot of that. And for instance, I married a ballet dancer and hmm. who does Carrie end up going out with? Yeah, a ballet dancer. Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. And she got a good one. Yes, yeah, so there are a lot of, you know, little sort of crossovers, homages, as Darren Starr likes to say. Um, and uh, it's it's fun. Well, me, I love it. Let me ask Alex, so your charge, Candace is arguably, um, you know, you, you are a, a pop culture nexus for so much that has gone on. A lot of what you thought of and created became part of the nomenclature i mean it's, it's this is a, a a huge chunk of it so alex you're left your charge is to help port what what candace has wanted to convey onto the stage how does that how does that work well we're really lucky because candace has two knockout talents she's an incredible writer and she's an incredible communicator and she's a natural and watching her i mean one, I've done a lot of one-man shows, Ian McKellen on up, and um, wow. it's the writing. you got to write it. It's <clears> got to be on the page, and it has to have a beginning, middle, and end, and you have to tell a story, and you have to engage people, and it's tough. And she's done an incredible job. So the script itself is really strong. We've been working on it a lot, and um, we're really excited. But also, she's a natural communicator. She's funny. She's she knows what she thinks. She's directing her communication, and we think that's going to come really strong. It's it's such a cool thing to have that. Um, I mean, a lot of people talk about, of all the entertainers, whether they're in film or whatever, that that stage thing to look out and see faces looking back at you and your messages going straight through is the thing they always reference as the purest form of what they do. So um, I assume you've done a few test runs yet or no? Uh, rehearsals and in front of an audience. Yes, okay. we, we have. All right, and was that um, nerve-wracking, or did it feel right? Or both? I think it's a little, uh, it's nerve-wracking, but also, I think there's another element to this that it's very, you know, it's a pattern. Yeah. And it's there's a real physical element to it. Um, and... No, I haven't. I've, I've really just done it in front of a few people. So okay. it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, it feels, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming from, from a place and we were talking about some of the people at SNL during, um, yeah, during the, the pandemic and when they had limited audience, when your audience starts to get a little bit larger, things start to hit with different people and your reaction. I mean, that's the nature of the beast, you know, it's the difference. And so, they were towards the end. They had their full show with a, a full attendance and jokes, or, you know, or just references or experiences hit and resonate. Your odds of hitting with someone increases. So 
Yes. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, uh, Candace Bushnell is here and Alex Frazier, and uh, they're talking about uh, Is There Still Sex in the City, which is uh, playing at Bucks County Playhouse. First performance is coming up on June 22nd. I'll run through mid-July, July 18th to be more specific. Uh, Candace, I want to touch on something that Steve said. He, he said um, the nexus of pop culture. And uh, I remember at, as the television show uh, was taking on a life of its own, and it had it blossomed into this thing uh, that was just constant conversation among people. Uh, we use we relied on it for yeah. for show material yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. What was that evolution like to see this baby that you know? Okay, a TV show. Wow. I hope it. I hope. I hope it takes off, <laughs> and then it takes off, and then yes. it really takes off. And blossoms into where not only is it a TV show, it's a TV show that's being referenced in movies and other forms of of entertainment that have popped up. What was that? What was that ride like as it was ascending? It had to have been amazing. Well, I you know I think that people it happened really slowly over time. I, I mean that's re, that's the reality. Yeah. And you know we shot the pilot. We re, didn't know for months and months and months. For nine months or ten months, and that it was going to go to series, oh. and then you know HBO never ordered another season. I think until there were three or four seasons in. Uh, so, so you really don't know. Mm-hmm. And the reality of TV is, you know, I've been on sets. I was on the set of Lipstick Jungle, where which was my second TV show, and. It was a Friday, and they they said, hey, we're shutting this down. So it's a very unpredictable business. And there's a part of it that it's really out of your control. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and so you just have to enjoy it. So it really grew. It actually grew slowly. Because remember, it was on HBO. Yeah. It wasn't on network TV. Right. And, and HBO was and a different animal at the time. HBO was yeah. a different animal. They mm-hmm. had a limited number of subscribers. Mm-hmm. So it was really word of mouth. That's true. And it was a cult following. And then more and more people started watching it. And, I mean, I like to think that it's it was certainly one of the reasons why people were signing up to watch HBO. Well, it helped shift the, the model a little bit. They, they started creating far more. I mean, that was without without Sex in the City and, and what it became. I don't think you would have had them exploring, creating more new content. And, and that became, I mean, ex- back then they had shows like Dream, I mean, even before you, Dream On and things like that, you know. Well, they, all, they only had one show before Sex in the City. Oh, did, okay. Arliss. Arliss. Mm. Yes. See, people don't remember that. And then they had Arliss, Sex in the City, and then The Sopranos. Wow. So it was, I think it was really like their second or third scripted show that they'd ever done. It's so weird because you, you've spent all your time as, as a writer. And, you you know, a lot of your time is spent in isolation. You, you it is. Hours and hours and hours living in, in a world. And yet to, to inform what you do, I, we think of you as the ultimate, you know, fo- uh, FOMO person, you know, who's, <gasps> who's got to be tapped into everything. How, I, do, you, how I, do you juggle both? It's hard. Yeah. Because it's my nature. I am the ultimate FOMO person. Right, right. I am. If I hear about a party that I wasn't invited to, <laughs> I, 
I'm really hurt. <laughs> I'm the other way. I'm like, thank yeah. you so no. much. Yeah, yeah. I see. Here's the deal. I want to be invited to the party. I just don't want to go. Yeah, same way. But you yeah. want to go, right? I want to go. Yeah. And, and But, you know, that's so New York because, yeah. you know, New York before the Internet, which was really most of most of the time of New York, everybody went out. That yeah. was where life took place. Life did not take place in your apartment. Yeah. It took place on the street. It took place in the restaurants. Every place was theater in New York. As soon as you stepped outside and you had to interact with people, you were constantly interacting with people. Um, Are we losing that? Have we I, lost that? Yes, I think so. Especially even now, accelerated exponentially because of what just happened? Well, I think... When I see New York now, one of the differences I see is that, you know, before the pandemic, everybody was on their phones all the time. Right. And, you know, being on your phone, it's it's really a great way to kind of remove yourself from a situation like, oh, I'm just going to go on my phone mm-hmm. and go into that world. Right. That's something that you didn't used to be able to do in New York. And now I've noticed since the pandemic and New York's coming back, people are really valuing oh. that interpersonal experience and when i go to restaurants i see people have their phones down people are not sitting in restaurants on their phones they are engaged with each other and that's one of the big differences and even walking down the street i don't see so many people on their phones constantly so there is hope We've had enough time on the yeah. phone. Exactly. We had a year and a half yeah. on the yeah. phone. Yeah. Time to put it down. I yeah. think people are a little sick of screens. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I am. I think people want that authentic, in-person, I am there experience. I get annoyed sometimes. Like, I'm like, what are you checking your phone for again? Like, I know. It, I it, enough is enough. Thing. It's like, cares? Why, t- why am I looking at Instagram where, okay, I just got one follower and lost two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you talked about, the. it used to be about going to, you know, being in a, in a place late at night with Carl Lagerfeld or, or, you know, somebody who's there and who are the people who are there. And, and, and now it's more about how many hits, how many likes, how many, you know, that all that business that could be conducted conceivably while you're sitting on the toilet at home. You know, it, it, it's it's not the same sort of thing in a time where, um, you know, apparently did you, you you had you had visited Studio 54 when you got to New York. Was that correct? Or Oh, yes. OK, so I love the movie 54. I, I'm fascinated by that time period and and Steve Rubell and all that stuff. Um but to me and the funny thing is, is I couldn't I probably the, the notion of going to a place like that is would is horrifying to me but the lifestyle is fascinating. You know so so that was something are we ever going to see something like that like the where where that you know those places would pop up like oh everyone's going will that happen again? That's a good question. I you know, I, uh, part of that happened because you have, uh, you know, I mean, Manhattan, it's an island. Yeah. So, you know, people who are on that island have their, you know, there's a really shared experience. Like, we are stuck on this island <laughs> together. Right. And, I mean, the reality is... You know, the people who went out and who were written about, bold-faced names, et cetera, we're probably talking about 2,000 people. 
Okay. You know, it's the 2000 kind of in crowd. And you could survive on that. I mean, there were all of those restaurants. And I mean, I don't know how many people were in Studio 54, maybe a max of five or six hundred a night. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you, it was a thousand, maybe. But you I just think. always think so much more. Like it's the, the, the biggest thing. Yes. But there was also. You know, again, it goes back to that live theater idea of, you know, there was a shared experience and excitement that happens when people are together in the same space. Right, right. It's fascinating. Yeah. And I think I think you're right about people wanting to be back to that. That's why this is a great opportunity, because I mentioned to a couple of people you were coming on the show and they they freaked out because you you mean so much in so many ways to so many people. Uh, And here's a perfect way. To get up and cl- up close and personal, as they say. So, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I feel like really designing the show, it's like a, it's a night out with your friends. Yeah. You should come with your friends, uh, have a great time, and it, that's how I see it. It's, it's like girlfriends getting together, yeah. guy friends getting together. Let's go and do something. Yes. Absolutely. You know, let's our, do something. I our bartenders it. are getting the Cosmos ready. <laughs> Question on that real quick, because Marissa, uh, one of our producers, she's in the other room, is a a diehard uh, fan of uh, Sex and City. Is Cosmo, is that still on your uh, menu at all? Do you still drink those? I do. Yeah. And sometimes I'm embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Because I'll say, oh, I'll order a Cosmo, and then I think, oh, (laughs) jeez. Stereotype. It's so so obvious. Yeah. It's so obvious, but... Yes, I do still drink them. I not the way I used to. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there will be plenty on hand at the Bucks County Playhouse yes. uh, for the show. Oh, in fact, after the show, I'm going to do a book signing. Excellent. Oh, wow! So, and we're going to sell books. So okay. that's another way to you can come to the show and then get a book signed. It's great. Wonderful. It's, it's a great opportunity. Excellent. People well, are chomping at the bit. I think it's going to be great. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Live shows again. Live in-studio guests. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, we want to thank you guys for coming by here today. And you're going to be in the neck of the woods over the next month or so. So that'll be nice having you close yeah. by. Uh, we wish you great success. And uh, just to remind people that uh, is there still sex in the city uh, is going to be a Bucks County Playhouse. Uh, the performances begin next Tuesday, June 22nd. They go through July 18th. And you can get tickets available at bcptheater.org. We'll put the link up on com and make it very easy for yep. you to get those tickets. Great to meet you guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Guys. We Thank appreciate you it. so much. No problem. Candace and Alex is here this morning on the Preston and Steve Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay close. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.